Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Product. Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99. It's the Ron and Fez show on a Friday. As the song said, thank God it's Friday. And then they uh, didn't make a big deal about it anymore. Uh, 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Chris Stanley, is there something you want to say to me today about last night? No. Fez Watley, is there something you want to say to me about last night? No, I have nothing Shelby, to say. Shelby, is there something you want to say to me about last night? can't think of anything top of my mind. Play the clip that you pulled today, Chris. The clip of Ronnie B's prediction coming in. No one remembers. Don't have it pulled. Do you remember even what I'm talking about? No. I remember now. What was it, Fez? Ron Bennington told us, matter-of-factly, that Johnny Football Manziel would be going to the Cleveland Browns. Mm. Oh. If you go back and pull that clip, I said they're going to trade away, but he's still going to be hanging around, and then they're going to pick him up. Uh, have I gotten a call from ESPN yet? No, I I'd love to go. I haven't received any. Oh, I know what clips get pulled. When Chris Stanley makes a fucking correct <laughs> prediction. It's so rare. It's so it just never happens. So I have to fucking document it. He lost money yesterday on whether the sun would uh, come up in the sky. <laughs> but he got odds. He got fucking twelve to one odds. He's got to take it. How could now, I not? Eternal darkness. Sure. Um, I was going back and forth between the basketball game and uh, and of course the ESPN. Wall-to-wall coverage, watching poor Johnny uh, Manziel sit there. But when I got to Tampa, I was really cheering for the Bucks to take him, so Fez would have that thing, you know, because win, lose, or draw, at least there would suddenly be a lot of hype on that team. I know it's like the Buccaneers were more interested in winning games than having a fun season, while we watched Johnny Manziel either light it up or totally implode. Did you uh, did you like the pick that they took? I, I would have preferred the fun of Manziel, but yeah, they got the best receiver out there, Mike Evans. I actually got a chance to watch him because of the of the hype, and he's he's a good athlete. He's a beast. Yeah. So, but you got to have somebody to throw to him. Uh, it is um, it's crazy how much people get into that show. And there's nothing to watch. I mean, next, it'll be the, like the NFL doing their taxes, and people will be just screaming 
that the Eagles uh, saved more money than the Steelers. That accounts payable. <laughs> Was that the dumb shit? There's only one good part of that show. When the large black kid realizes he's going to help out his mom and uh, sobs uncontrollably after his name's been called out. I love seeing him break down. I'm a sucker for that every single time. It's amazing. And mom's crying, and the baby mama's crying, and the baby's <laughs> crying, and the uncles are all just dressed in all kinds of get-ups, counting money themselves. These are the people that are going to bankrupt you. Hug them. <laughs> Everyone get together in the pre-bankruptcy hug. Well, Not all that's guaranteed. But it couldn't be any duller. There wasn't even teams booing anything. That every fucking fan cheered whoever their team took. I don't know why like the entire place was chanting Johnny Football. Like they like, love him. Like every everyone from every team, even if you're out of the fucking running. Yes, you just the, everyone loves the hype of the hype. Sick of it. It looks like uh Polo just sent in five different videos. I'm sure they're all hits. Mm. You know, they're supposed to be all just the best in the world. Um, hey, uh, Jason in Detroit, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, so it's tough. Hey, um, they were saying this morning on Dan Patrick that uh, last night's draft got better ratings than last year's Orange Bowl football game, and they, the NFL might want to expand their coverage and uh, make it like uh, round one on Wednesday, round two on Thursday, round three on Friday. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. We work across the street from Radio City. So when I went uh, downstairs uh, yesterday, it was like Mardi Gras outside. And it was really weird because I watched three women from Norway asking these Dolphin fans, why is everyone doing this? Why why are you grown men dressed in these uniforms? What is they thought it was some type of an American Halloween that was going on. Um but I'm I'm sure it, the the ratings were huge. Uh and ESPN's been pushing it for a month. Uh Sean, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Hey Ronnie B. Was yeah. there any more embarrassing moment aside from Manzel going to Cleveland? Than Barry Sanders not being able to look over the mic stand when he was up there last night. See, that's one of the things I like about Barry Sanders. Little guy dominated, dominated his time. David, Pennsylvania. What's up, buddies? How's it going today? Calling the gang, hey, my friend. Hey, I'm calling Ron because you made the comment that all the fans cheered when uh, their draft picks were announced. And I noted that the one team that booed true to form are those god-awful Philadelphia Eagles fans. They booed hard when they took that guy. But you have to shout remember... Shout out to Uncle Doug, shout out to Nick Kroll. Okay. Uh, you have to remember, booing in Philadelphia is cheering. That They have boos... And then lighter booze. That's their two ways. It's like aloha. So mean anything. <laughs> even when this would be my fucking perfect Philadelphia moment, that the Eagles win the Super Bowl and then don't cover, so the fucking place <laughs> is just booing the shit out of them. <laughs> Best case scenario, they throw some soft food at you at least. Just yeah, soft pretzels. You're gonna get hit in the head with a soft pretzel. Um 
There's actually even like a booing mascot called Shell Boo, and he's down there, and he's just this little big uh, yeah boo, big lips, heavy heavy brows. Sounds familiar. Scares the kids. Kids in Philly don't get scared. That's the weird thing about it. I remember my dad took me to a game, and I was a little fucking kid, and I felt like he had brought me to a riot. And I was in between my uncles and my dad, and I was just seeing shit flying. Uh, and the uh, a guy got on the field, cop tackles him. The place is going crazy. The guy's swinging a cop, and my uncle actually lifted me up so I could get a good view. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, I'm young enough. Like I'm seeing someone fight a cop. You didn't even know that that could even take place. Uh, and then being booed as they uh, were carrying him off. Um, look who it is. It's Jerry. What's happening, dude? What's up, Ronnie B? Great call on Johnny Football. Thank you. are the only one who remembered. Well, Ron, I pay attention because you're a genius and I got to listen, you know, so I can maybe get some of that geniusness. But here's the thing. And thanks for kissing up to me. That's great. I know you got something to promote next week, so that's a smart <laughs> move. But, you know. Uh, Chris Stanley has Frocus. He's part of the. Oh, yeah. He's got Frocus on me right now. <laughs> um, highest ratings. Johnny Football brought the ratings too. Oh yeah, that's right. If he would have went like fifth or sixth, that would have been the end of it. Yeah, highest ratings since 1998. Since Peyton Manning. Wow. Highest ratings. But Johnny Football is one of those guys that's bigger than the game. And Cleveland seems like it could be a good place for them to go. They're on the rise. It's a fun market. You know, they'll love him if he gives them anything. They're the second best wide receiver in, in the NFL. I mean, Josh Gordon. He's about to be the first best. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think he'll start this year, Jerry? At some point, I think he will. Um, he's got to, because unless Hoyer lights the world on fire, yeah. there's going to be such a need to plug him in and see what you have. I don't think he'll have to start right away, nor do I think they want him to. But, you know, Cleveland wanted him. I mean, it's funny, you know, Chris brings up Josh Cribbs. Yeah, Cribbs constantly. said, wouldn't say it publicly, but did say privately he wanted Manziel the whole time. Like when he would be doing radio interviews, off air he'd be saying, no, I want Johnny Football. If we can get Johnny Football, that's the guy we want. And guys love him. I was talking to Tommy Harris last night, the former Bear, and he thought Clowney was a fool. Yeah. And the Texans were a fool for taking Clowney. And Manziel was the best football player he'd seen coming out. Well, I'm hoping that Clowney is just a bust, just a complete bust. That's always fun. And I'm going to be a big Johnny Football fan until he starts succeeding. And then I'm going to turn on him. <laughs> he, he's great. How about him coming out with the money sign? He, he, he drops and there's all that drama and the Twitter trending and all this stuff. But the dude has got huge balls. Yeah, I mean, he's doing the money sign when he basically lost $12 million last night. <laughs> I know. It's all the same to him. But that's, you know... And the hat was too big on him. He just looks like a fucking idiot. He did. He really but, did. But um, I really did want Fez's team, Tampa, to take him because that would have been a town that he would have fucking owned, you know? And I think he's going to end up owning Cleveland. If he would have went to Dallas, it would have been hysterical, and it would have helped me hate the Cowboys, you know, comfortably again. I don't want, I don't want to hate the fucking 8-8 eight and eight Cowboys. They're losers. I want to hate the 13-3 and three Cowboys. Yeah, I mean that is it's it is something when your rival isn't that good. It's like now nah, you know it's like uh, 
No. Well, this is the nation's uh, rival. Mm-hmm. He sort True. of looks like a cross between Mark Zito and that porn star who was in the Lindsay Lohan movie. I'm just know. noticing that now. Oh, James Dean? Yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, it's better when you know the name, though. When you're when you're going to drop a fucking sniper line, you got to know the name. The punchline can't be. He kind of looks like that guy from that thing. Yeah, you know he looks like. You right? know he is, right? Yeah, big dick guy. <laughs> Just a giant <laughs> guy cock. With a fucking thick cock. It's all I could look at when he's on screen. <laughs> That's gay. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for agreeing. All right, Jerry. I'm going to say, what, what day are you coming in next week? Thursday. 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 Well. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. All right, see you then. He's uh, going to come in and talk about his documentary. Plimpton is part of the PBS Ma- American Masters. So big, big time for uh, Jerry Barkin and company. Uh, and I remember what we met those guys three years ago when they were trying to get this thing off the ground. Yeah. And uh, now finally made it to PBS American Masters. Um. Uh, David, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ron. Did you notice that Dick Mel Kuyper, they would try to get him in a conversation and his head would automatically turn straight to the camera? The other three guys would talk amongst themselves and he just would have no part of it? I think that he felt like he was in hell with those idiots yelling out Johnny Football all night. I think, <laughs> literally, uh, I think that he was in hell. Hey, Lou, Lou, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B. Million Bucks. Yeah. Uh, not sure... I, personally, I thought that the draft was uh, a little lackluster in the years, but I thoroughly enjoyed that Roger Goodell got booed every single time. He, he, he always does. Line. I mean, they've, they've done that since the beginning of this thing. That's just the... Uh, just hate it. That's the, well, it's the bit. You're supposed to hate the boss, you know? <laughs> it's a tradition. They boo any commissioner. That's true, Fez. Uh, no matter what you do, you boo, the, you boo the boss, just like you're at work. Um, here's Jimmy. Jimmy, you're on the run of Fez show. Million bucks. Million bucks to you, my friend. Lately, uh, just calling in to let you know I had a peanut butter and jelly the other day. I'm enjoying every sandwich. You gotta uh, enjoy every sandwich. This was basically Warren Zevon's last words to us. Enjoy every sandwich. And it's complete wisdom when you think about it. Because really, what is better than a sandwich? I live on them. That's all I really eat, besides dollar pizza. One or the other. But do you enjoy them, or you just gulp them down? Because I see you eating food. First of all, Chris <laughs> Stanley's great because he never turns down anything. But the the other part of it is you eat so fast. I don't know if you enjoy. Devour. Well, I enjoy. It. It's just I, I try to get. I, well, I like to get it over with. So I probably enjoy it less than other people. He kind of eats like a dog, too, where he posts his head up and looks around to make sure nobody else is about to jump in. Get away from it! Sometimes he just growls. (laughs) One time I saw him drop a sandwich out of his mouth because he saw another sandwich. (laughs) He's a really fast eater, too. We should think about entering him at Nathan's on 4th of July. Uh, Hey, Justin and Philly, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, buddy. hey buddy. I wanted to uh, give you some breaking news. I don't know if you heard, but you guys are in a radio war with Opie and Anthony. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. Broken chair. Yeah, happy chair breaker, smashing chairs. I'm not I mean, smashing chairs. Here's the thing. Yeah. you, you got to remember, Eddie Trunk is down the hall because of his big fucking wide head. Um, 
got the headphones stretched out. So these are the things you got to look out for. I understand. This chair seems fine. I didn't know there was a broken chair. It's funny because even yesterday you said you felt like you're in the wrong position because Fez is in your position because he wants to stand up all show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't be Fez. And whenever you sit in a chair, it goes, Oof. Oh, God. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about, motherfucker? Somehow the chair raises up when I sit down on it. He's fucking handing you your ass today. <laughs> he's a little scumbag is what he is. Why do you gotta say that? He's just fucking... He's just commenting. And they're fucking awful comments. They're bullshit. Your ass is like Eddie Trunk's head right now. <laughs> it's, in, it's in hot water. It's gigantic. Um... Bed Bailey's going to be on the show a little later on. And then I'm very excited to say this. Rocky's going to be here. Rocky's coming in. Maybe the greatest Philadelphia movie where everyone was didn't know that they weren't dead of all time. That, of course, if you're going to go to Philadelphia movies, Blowout. You never saw Blowout with John saw, Travolta? I never saw Blowout. What the fuck? I never saw it. You got 12 Monkeys. Uh, and this one goes, without saying, Invincible. Um, was the happening in, in, in Philly? The hap- I think, no, the oh. happening was in New York. Well, yeah, the happening did end up in Philly. It started in New York. But yeah, all that fucking, the Indian guys' films are in. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. But the the one that you're looking for, his big one in Philly, was what? Sixth Sense. I see dead people. And, of course, number one at the top of anybody's list, Rocky. We're having musical Rocky come in here today. That's exciting. I'm breaking thumbs. Fugazzo, <laughs> breaking thumbs. Take her to the zoo. Retots love the zoo. <laughs> Take the your girl to the zoo because she's a retard. That's, that's one of the fucking songs that's in there. They're dropping retard. Yeah. And then Polly's big song. You busted. You're not a virgin anymore. You busted. Creepy. I went to see the fucking play. Just as he's running up the movable steps, his tears are rushing down our faces. Just water. Go for it, Rock! Go for it! You know the Rocky theme that I like is the sad Rocky theme, where they just take the regular Rocky theme. And they slow it down. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. You gotta drink your eggs, and then you gotta run through the Italian market. Um, but that is always like the saddest. The Rocky Sad song might be the saddest song ever written. Where's my locker? Weird. You move my locker to Skid Row. Focused on really weird parts of the movie for the musical. That was the best parts of the movie. When he fucking moved his rock, his locker, even though he fucking just beat Spider Rico, who's doing good. <laughs> you should see him. He's doing good. 
And then just bouncing a ball wherever he goes. Bouncing my ball. It's good for the I reflexes. gotta break some thumbs. I'm bouncing my ball. Take her to the zoo. Retards love the zoo. <laughs> they never really said was was Adrian retired. You think autistic? I think she was. See, I didn't think we had autism back then. I think everything <laughs> just fell under the retard blanket. Or special? Then we didn't say special back then. It was more blunt in the 70s, where the fucking principal would say, look, you're getting worse grades than this, you're going to end up in retard school. There's no time to just dance around things, and you don't need to hammer that point home. I don't think we had as many words back in those days. Um, all right, so tomorrow, or is it Sunday? Sunday is Mother's Day. And uh, we've got something up on the iBank today. Uh, a lovely little piece put together for us by Leslie. Worst mothers in the history of cinema. It's the No, I'm just putting up the five hundred. Sorry. Cinema has really gone for bad moms. They love bad moms. They can't get enough of them. It's just, it's like, it's the first fucking person in your life. So if they're bad, what's better than that? If they just, just fuck your shit up. Uh, didn't Marty? Marty had a bad mom who just yeah. wanted him to stay home and be unhappy. Yeah, just stay with me, Marty. Awful, that Marty. Mo- She's no good for you. Um, even Bye Bye Birdie. Remember Dick Van Dyke had a bad mom in that. All she cared about was herself. Then soon she got some fucking cock. Please, get out of the house. I got some thick dick to take care of. Lucille Bluth was great as a bad mom. That's TV. That's not movies. That's not a movie. Although they say someday may be a movie. How about the throw mama from the train mom? Oh, she's awesome. Yeah, Shelby. I have a cousin, Polly. Shelby, worst mom in uh, Hollywood history. Worst mom. I like this on the list from uh, Animal Kingdom, Smurf Cody. I'm going Just... to feel like fucking Pepper Hicks right now. I've never seen this film. It's a... Australian kind of crime film, but they don't like overdo it. Like, oh, everybody's like uh, mistake free, all well, all like stylish. They're just like dirt bags, and she's like the biggest. Wait, hold dirt on. Bag what movies are mistake free and stylish? Well, like you know, like you the the image in your head, you think of gangsters. Like, oh, they're all in their suits. They're all like doing things. Like, oh, we got to clean this body. We got to get rid of this crime scene. What Not are you a, from the 1930s? Stylish gangsters. Sounds like you're talking about yeah, independent like some, vision. You, <laughs> That's a shot at me too, but I'll fucking take it down with me. <laughs> no, it's too late. Um, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. Eight six six Ron Zero Fez. You can go to us here or put it up on the iBang. These are the worst moms in cinema history, which is odd that we're doing this for Mother's Day because you think we would be cherishing the moms. But these are the worst moms in Hollywood history. John in South Carolina. You're on the run. Hey, fellas. Yeah. Uh, worst mom. Actually, there's two of them, I think, in Boogie Nights. Uh, Dirk Dickler's mother and uh, the redhead. 
Mm. Well, Derek Diggler's mom didn't think that he should make a living off his oversized cock. And she knew what he was working with. Yeah, but she was. It almost like seemed like she was ashamed of the fact that he had a large cock. I, like it brought embarrassment to the family. In that in that movie, I think the the mother wasn't that bad. It was the father who was really all whacked out. Because you ever notice, like the tune scenes he's in, he's just like staring off into space, like some fucking weird, broken down man. See, that's the thing. The weak mom. I mean, the the strong mom means that there's a weak dad. If you remember Rebel Without a Cause, he was embarrassed. That his his dad was kind of henpecked, and he couldn't. Like the worst scene for him is that his dad had put on an apron and was cleaning up <laughs> a broken glass, and he was just disgusted. he was disgusted like, by it. Like, just you don't do that. Like you're trying to turn me gay, Dad. You're trying to turn me gay. All right, let me read some of the ones that the people put at the bottom here, um, because right away, and this didn't make. The five, but again, you only get five. Um, the uh, hello, mommy dearest, hello, Queen Elizabeth, already on that. Um, here's uh, Chris. Chris, how you doing, buddy? What can we do for you? I was gonna say the the mother from the uh, movies, the, the movie uh, Goonies. The- the mother of the uh, robbery team. Now, you think she was a bad mom, or and was she, well, she was the throw the mama from the train mom too, right? Yeah, uh, she was right on that. I'm not, yeah. I'm not. I didn't think two women could uh, be so fucking hideous. Here's uh, Jay in Canada. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey guys, uh, I gotta say the worst mom in film that I remembered as a kid was Diane Ladd in Wild at Heart. Oh man, she was a bad mom. She was scary. She was the yeah. uh, Wicked Witch. She yeah, was the yeah. Wicked Witch. Uh, Samber, uh, you're on the Ron and Fez show on th- six. Let's take a thumb off of six. And yeah, you're on Amber, not Sandber. That's what they were changing. Amber, go ahead. Mommy Dearest. Mommy Dearest. Hands down, Joan Crawford. True life. Did not make the five. Charlie in uh, Santa Cruz. Hey, Charlie. What's going on, guys? Ronnie B, you got to go with Conrad's mom. Terrible lady. He finds out that she's a total witch at the end. Uh, This was uh, Ordinary People? Yeah. Yeah. This is why she might be my scariest mom. Of all time. Because there's nothing scarier than coldness. You know what I mean? And she was so aloof and so cold and was just like kind of silently blaming him for what happened. And if anything came up like, oh, you feel bad about your brother dying. Why do you got to bring that uncomfortableness to our family? And again, pussy dad in that. As far as terrifying mom goes, Precious and Monique. And Monique in the movie Precious is, is scared yeah, the shit out of me. I thought fucking Precious was a, the awful mom. <laughs> I mean, you know, Monique did what she had to do, but Precious is doing a fucking body slam. In Monique there. was trying to survive. She wasn't throwing TVs at people's head. Just roll with it, Precious. Roll with it. Uh, Mark, you're on the Run of Fez show. I gotta go with Spanky the Monkey, man. That That morning after scene is like... 
the most uncomfortable scene in any film I've ever seen. It's a very uncomfortable movie. Chris, I saw you make a face like you thought incest was great. I mean, I don't think bad mom. I mean, it's acceptable to a certain extent. I don't call Never. her a bad mom. There's no, there's no society that would deem that acceptable. Not on the planet Earth. <laughs> well, then I got to get the hell out of here. Because there, there's, you know, there, there's certain things it's acceptable if there's no one's having kids and they love each other. She was being uh, manipulative of him, and she was sexualizing her own son, and who was, you know, a fucking weirdo, <laughs> and she fucking weirded him out. Um, here's um, here's Tony. Tony, go ahead, buddy. Hey guys, uh, Kathleen Turner, Serial Mom, John Waters movie. Kind of liked her in that. I thought she yeah, was kind of nice. She was helping her son out, really. Yeah. Uh, James, you're on the Run of Fed show. James is in Chicago. Hi. The uh, the mother from Million Dollar Baby has got to be one of the most hateable people ever. She's just a uh, white trash, and she shows up at the hospital trying to sign off the money or something. She's terrible. I I will even say this: I'm tougher on the white trash than I am the Moniques of the world. Uh, Binary Dallas says he also agrees with the mature candidate mom. Um, cigars and scotch. Uh, says Rosemary and Rosemary's baby. You're supposed to love your kid unconditionally, Satan spawn or not. Um, Holly says Ricky's mom and better off dead. <laughs> Come on. I thought she was great. She was very proud of Ricky. Um, Sal, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, it's got to be the, the mom from Cali. She was scaring that little kid with the Bible. Yeah, that was a frightening mom. That was a frightening mom. Mongo, what do you got? Hey, how about Angelica Houston in The Grifters? Really scary. Goes back to the incestuous thing that Chris brought up. But when your mom plays angles, you know what I mean? That's a fucking scary thing. I never saw The Grifters. What? Never saw the grifters. How do you fucking live? Badly. There's all these stylish mobsters <laughs> doing stylish things. <laughs> it's a it's a railbirds fucking movie too. Oh, then I got I'm, a real track in. rat like yourself. Um, Joe, you're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, this is Joe Buck. <laughs> my mama was the worst. She left me at the doorstep to live with my grandma in Rusty Niles. Uh, Joe, here's the problem. You sound more like Gump right now. Um, here's uh, Dom. Dom, you're on the Run and Fez show. Yeah, what? Whose kids are catching the face playing for help? Your mom must have bought you that shitty fucking phone. Um, Smoke, go ahead, buddy. You're on the Run and Fez show. Oh, buddy. Hey, I was going to say, uh, Rabbit's mom from 8 Mile was a crazy fucking bitch. Yeah, Rabbit's mom was kind of weird, but she hit incredibly bingo. hot. She hit bingo, and she was hot. So she was able to get them groceries at the end and make the pancakes. I've always been uncomfortable, and I'm sure you are, you can identify with this, Shelby, with the mom who brings home a boyfriend. You know what I mean? Because I never had to put up with that type I of thing. couldn't imagine having another dude in the house who was literally a dude, not your dad. Right. Some fucking other adult man who's banging your mom. Well, I don't know this guy, but, I mean, if he says he's taking us skiing, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No. 
Did you did you kids thank Carl for the <laughs> ski trip? Thanks, Carl. Carl, kiss my ass. All right, Christopher. <laughs> You're acting out again. Carl's later going to fuck you up <laughs> when your mom's not around. Because that's the fucking downside of that. That guy's going to whip your ass and fucking molest your sister. <laughs> There's not a lot you can do about it. Nick, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. That mom, the mom from Gone Baby Gone has got to be the worst human being. How did she not win an Oscar? She's got to no be idea. the best fucking actress because she was so terrible in that and then so sweet in The Office that I could not... I, to this moment, I don't allow myself to believe that it's the same person. Uh, Renee, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, how about the mom from Running With Scissors? Isn't that whole family awful, though? Uh, yeah. I despise that family. The Running With Scissors family. Um, Nick, you're on the Running Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B. First of all, Chris, you suck. Uh, you Ronnie, suck. I love you, but have a divine from Pink Flamingos, the mom from Pink Flamingos. We're trying to say awful, not fantastic. Hey, divine's the shit. <laughs> um, Paul in Toronto. Go ahead, Paul. How do you not say Stifler's mom? I thought everybody likes Stifler's mom. I like Stifler's mom. She just wants some cock. Chris, you're on the Run and Fest show. Uh, Chris, New York. Yeah, yeah. The worst mother yet, Mrs. Bates. Norman Bates' mom. She's not even alive. Well, I guess she fucked him up like that, right? Yeah, but he let himself get fucked up. He could have gotten some help for that and not gone around killing drifters. I don't know, if they, I don't know whether they had help in those <laughs> days, Chris. They just had the... Uh, you know, they took people away for the Institute for the Criminally Insane. John. What's up, buddies? Yeah. All these moms are terrible, but one was the worst. She left her mom. She left her kid in home alone. Left her kid and went to Paris. How bad a mama could that be? I mean, Six-year-old. She was adorable, and she fought her way back. She was with that fucking Polish polka band. But when she lost him again in New York, fuck you. You're just <laughs> not paying attention. There's so many obstacles. Checking in, going through security. You have an extra ticket getting on the plane. You're not going to notice after all those things you're missing a kid. She'd be in you know jail. You know, sometimes you have to suspend your disbelief, Shelby, to enjoy a fucking film like that. That was brought to us by the late John Hughes. And by late, I mean he's never coming. Bobby. Million bucks, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, I gotta say, worst mother ever, Shelby's mama, for leaving him the way she did. She just didn't want him. It's not that she's a bad mom. She, like me, said, wait a minute, this isn't working out. <laughs> This isn't one I envisioned for this whole fucking operation. Right. I thought this was going to be fun. Easy. Yeah. Isn't work supposed to be nine to five? Why is she not home by now? Uh, did you really miss her? I love when you play out things instead of just, you know, he actually takes us and puts us there. You know, it's like a flashback. It's like an audio flashback that he gives us. Did you ever cry because your mom wasn't with you? Mm, maybe. <laughs> yes. Why are you going to say Maybe. This is a fucking place of honesty. Nobody hears but us. Deep sobbing. Did you? <laughs> fucking pussy. Swinging wildly in the night. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you! <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why'd you leave me? Am I not lovable? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know what you're going through too, though, Shelby. Because I had the same thing. My mom just loved me unconditionally and protected me. So I know what you're going through right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Hey, uh, Pete, you're on the Running Fez show. But Aaron? Yeah. Uh, what's mine's got to be, God damn it, I can't think of her name, De Niro's wife in Casino. Oh, I thought she was pretty hot. She was hot, and she told the kid not to do those rails she was doing right in front of her. Right, and then she blew Joe Pesci. So, really, what more do you want out of her? She was with De Niro, Pesci, and James Woods. She had fucking... She was around some great guys in that movie. You know, she's in this uh, new movie... uh, What the the name of it? Jane Gigolo? Yeah. Fading Gigolo. Not dating Gigolo. (laughs) I said fading. Really? Then you're not using your whole mouth. <laughs> and she's still dating. hot. She's still fucking hot. I liked her in Basic Instinct too. You're the only one who saw that. I know. I know I am. Um, Shane, you're on the Run and Fez show. How about Johnny Depp's mom and Blow? She was she was fucking more herself. Uh, Travis. Hey, Ronnie B. Million and Change. Uh, how about uh, Gilbert Grace's mom? can't even get off the couch. Uh, you're fat shaming now, and that's something we don't allow in this day and age. She's going to get pegs in a blanket for him. <laughs> you're fat shaming women. She was so fucking big, they had to burn the whole fucking house down. Uh, let's just burn the house down. It's the easiest thing to do right now. Uh, these are up on the iBang if you also want to jump in, be part of it there. It's the worst moms in cinematic history. Um... Who's here? Foggy Otis is here. Right, bring Foggy in. Don't never put Foggy in the back. Foggy's my guy. Um, Chris, you happy with your mom? She kept my dad around for too long. When I think back to it, when I think really, like I really yeah. think back to the fucking childhood, like you should really should have got rid of that guy a long time ago. So your only beef with your mom. Is that she should have thought more of herself. Yeah. But what about the fact that she loved him? I don't know how you could love that guy. He was a maniac. Foggy, good to see you, buddy. Oh, and then she also abandoned me with him in front of a fucking casino in Atlantic City. I also want to say to you, Foggy, thank you so much. What? Not bringing the ukulele. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there? I did like a, But there's nothing easier than a ukulele. Uh... uh who are you? Jokes. Uh, you uh, are one of those people, you feel like you didn't get uh, the great mom? Uh, she's a mother. Yeah. I mean, I had a great dad. Right. But my mom, uh, not really there for me. All right, if you were to give a letter grade to your mom, what would you give her? Let's see. I, I wouldn't even give it a great... I would just give her a nice... I'd be a little more positive. And, and then complete... I'd give her a needs improvement. Okay. Needs improvement. That's failing, by the way. <laughs> I mean, Chris, yeah. what would you give your mom? Oh, it failed for fucking keeping my dad around for so Failure? Yeah. I'm going to give my mom an A. Nice. Uh, what do you give your mom? Ah... Mm. Uh, Let's just say B minus here. All right, B minus. It's very really? nice. You could have done more, though. Yeah, well, you, can, you know... You are a great grader. I mean, really, she was only there for half the semester. <laughs> what age did she stop living with you? Boy, uh, 12, but, I mean, <laughs> it's not her choice. Let's say no. I meant her age, not yours. Uh, Fez, <laughs> what would you give your mom? F minus. <laughs> that didn't take long. No. <laughs> no, F for fucking up Fez. All right. <laughs> 
Um, Jesus. Do we got a prize? Maybe we'll do a bad Mother's Day game uh, if you feel like you can beat these. And you, even though you uh, feel okay with the thing, at one time I guess you were pretty hurt by it, Foggy. Uh, no, actually most of the hurt came later in life. Adulthood. When it's happening it as a kid, you just think these things are normal. All right, you put together a little quiz for us. I'm going to let... I'll ask each of the people here. Uh, this is first for you, Chris. Okay. Is This is uh, Mommy Dearest, Mother Teresa, or Foggy's mom. Okay. Fez, let people know we can. they can be in for a bad mom contest. Now. Will do. Uh, give us a call. If you feel like you got a worse mom than Fez or Foggy Otis... Um, beat child with a wire hanger. That is Mommy Dearest. Mommy Dearest is correct. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Shelby, this one's going to go to you. Rescue children from gunfire. Was it Mommy Dearest, Mother Teresa, or Foggy's mom? Sounds like Mother Teresa. Fez, Mother Teresa, uh, Mommy Dearest, or Foggy's mom fed barbiturates to a baby. Wow, I'll say Foggy's mom. You guys are so on the nose. Such right, good guesses. All right, all right. Your mom gave you barbiturates? Yeah. Uh, let, you know, and in, in, in her defense, it was probably 1965. Right. But... but uh, to hear her tell the story during my life, it's almost like, you were such a crying little baby, I couldn't stand it. So I would give you phenobarbital to stop wow. the crying. And then she went on to say, and at one point, instead of stopping the crying, you stood up and slaughtered, slamming your crib into the wall. And I'm thinking, it's phenobarbital. You're all what fucked the, up. What the fuck? Feeling strong about yourself. You, you know, so, and, and my thing is, you know, couldn't you pick me up and hold me if I was crying? You know, I mean... Everybody feels so unloved by their, their moms. Um, here's, this is one for you. Okay. Attack the man with a knife in front of a child. That's gotta be Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that not right? It was a so Nazi. You went, you're going in the other direction. I love it now. That was Foggy's mom. Uh, what happened there, Foggy? I was a young youngster, probably seven, eight, nine. I don't remember the age, but, yeah. uh... She went after my dad with a kitchen knife and attempted to stab him in the heart, and he sidestepped it, and she went through the kitchen screen with the knife. And, you know, I was just sitting there, horrified, and did what any little kid would do, ran into another room, trembling, dialed 911, and uh, about an hour and a half later, the cops came and took my father out of the house and left me home with her. Wow. All this time, Fez thought he has a bad mom. Because you had a great mom compared to this. Oh, my mom was horrible. We had we were one time at a church picnic where she started beating my brother with a picnic chair, with a folding chair in the middle of everyone from church because I don't even know what he did. I walked up on it. My dad wasn't around. He was like down at the beach and she's hitting him with a chair. Chair shot. Maybe that's where your love for wrestling comes from. <laughs> but you're going to compare that to giving a baby downs? 
or trying to stab somebody in front of them. It's not really a picnic until somebody gets hit with That's a chair. That's really cute. I mean, That's really cute. My mother drank... Uh, teetotaler but drank when she was pregnant with my little brother because she had bronchitis and thought that a little cocktail would help her cough suppress her cough she was a teetotaler how old are you that you even know this uh yeah but back then people would have a little alcohol you know i mean they say wine's good for you so it's not that bad uh, all right, 866 Ron Zero Fez, 866 Ron Zero Fez. Worst Mothers for Mother's Day stories. Uh, Chris, what do we got to give away? Uh, we have The Fighter, signed by Academy Award winner Melissa Leo. How did that not make the uh, mom's list? She was an awful mom in that. I know, the fucking Academy kid. Award winner for it. Yeah. And then dropped the F bomb. <laughs> all right, right now, Badass. if you have to hear. Foggy against Fez. Who's got the worst mom? Foggy's got the worst mom right now. Landslide victory. Pills and pulling knives. Landslide. Pills and pulling knives. (laughs) All right, Fez, let's do one of yours. All right. One time, my sister got beat in the head with a pair of her clogs. These, her giant heeled shoes, and my mom is hitting my sister in the head with them, all because my mother tripped over them. They were left out. But now so she, knows. she took now, a headshot. Now she knows to keep it. But your stuff, you forget. You were raised in the 60s and 70s. That's when moms hit. Used to hit back then. I didn't take any points off my parents for hitting. I just figured <laughs> that was the way it went. But they didn't try to stab or give out pills. Uh, Foggy, can you beat the clogs to the head? Well, you know, she didn't beat me. It was more. See, he didn't even get hit. You know, she didn't beat me. You know, so I got that going for me. Right. So you're gonna give that one to Fez. I'll give that one to Fez. He got relaxing downs. This is the huh? He got relaxing downs. (laughs) Um. Here, um. Here's John in Tennessee. John, what do you got? All right. Um. When I was two years old, my mom walked out on us. uh, Me and my dad uh, reunited with my mom when she was 17. I uh, went and lived with her for three months. She woke me up in the middle of the night and told me to get out because I reminded her too much of my dad. Uh, you were 17 and she just woke you up and said, you remind me of my dad. Finals, anybody yeah. or no? No. All right. Sorry. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Who's got the worst mother for Mother's Day? We've got a uh, worst mother of the year prize. Uh, what is it, Chris? It's the fighter signed by Melissa Leo. And if you want my advice, don't expect happiness. People let you down, but in the end, you die in your own arms. What's why I was doing in this closet when I told you no wire hangers ever! And first sin was intercourse. I didn't say it, Mama. No, say it. I didn't say it, Mama. First sin was intercourse. First sin was intercourse. First sin was intercourse. And the first sin was intercourse, Mama. I was so scared. <laughs> Dearest mother. Dearest mother. Doesn't it even sound like Fez? Yeah. It's- you got a Tony Hale thing going on, Fez. Uh, Shelby, when you're hearing some of these stories, does it make you feel better that your mom wasn't there for you? Yeah. <laughs> then when she was there, she was just I don't know, like beating me, just doing like just weird 
things. Like she was really into health food. Yeah. So like instead of like making, you know, the meatloaf, mashed potatoes, we'd get like she'd bake like take broccoli and like kinda mash it into like a paste and then cook it into like animal shapes for us. That sounds uh Nutritious. And to make it even worse. Sounds like a David Lynch film. And then to make it even worse, uh, my dad, he didn't even get like a fun shape. He just got the scraps <laughs> leftovers. Just, just, so he was right to take the children. I yeah, just get wonder out. why he left uh, sitting there. What went wrong? Oh, the animal broccoli characters. <laughs> uh, here's Chris. Chris, go ahead, buddy. Uh, yeah, hey, what's up, Ralph? Yeah. Uh, yeah, my mom, uh, just started off with, she cheated on my dad, uh, split the family up. Then as I stayed with her, uh, she got addicted to prescription pills, and I had to carry her to all of her doctor's appointments as she was doctor shopping. Uh, as I got older, she claimed that I stole her credit cards, I stole this and that, to the point that the detective on the town we lived in told her, that if she called again reporting something on me that wasn't true, he would lock her up. That didn't work, but so she tried calling social services on me and my wife and claimed that we were bad parents. All right, I, and, think he's, uh, I, I think well, he's got to go into the finals just for the accent that his mom gave him. Uh, finals for Chris. Uh, Corey in Kansas City. Hey, I had a 450 SL, little old convertible Mercedes Sweet. I was trying to sell because I was starting a family. Uh, one night I came home late from work, and my mom is sitting down the block with a can of gasoline waiting for everybody to get home so she can go torch the thing and light it on fire. And I walked up and I said, Mom, what the fuck are you doing? You're just going to light yourself on fire and blow up my house with my baby in it. Now, why was she going to blow up your car? She went to collect the insurance money. <laughs> Finals. That that's awesome. That's finals. Just stop the game. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Worst mother at Mother's Day. Um, Jay in Indiana. Hey Ronnie, I got the worst. All these stories are great. Yeah. People have terrible mothers, but I have the worst mother in the world. What's that? She married a black guy. Oh my god! Oh my God! You're not going to the finals because you're a racist. I had to say Foggy's mom is a lot worse than Fez's. No way. My mother once went to the pastor of the church to stop a child from being baptized because she had because she was the result of a single mother pregnancy. So my mother, who believes that the only way to get to heaven is to be baptized. Stopped a child from getting into heaven. Were those those the rules of your church? Yeah. Well, you can't break the rules. <laughs> you already be- you belong to the same church. Those are the rules. That's how you have to play it. I give your mom an A in religion. <laughs> right now, it seems like you've got the greatest mom I've ever heard of. If there's a God and you have to be baptized, there's a baby burning in hell. Yeah, but you can't fake it past God. And her God doesn't believe in bastard children. Your way was going to try to fool God into thinking that this this child had married parents. That's horrific. That's blasphemy. Um, here's uh, Jeremy in Texas. Bad mom stories. Hey, I'll, make, I'll make it quick. 
Um, when I was 18, my grandma raised me. When I was 18, I wanted to know why my mom wasn't around. So my grandma told me. I pulled up old police records. Come to find out, when I was six months old, she tried to put me in the oven. Well, she put me in the oven, but didn't turn it on. So she could have killed me then. Maybe she's just and trying to keep you cozy and nice and warm. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Then I then come to find out when I finally got a hold of her, I wanted to find out where my dad was. I lived two miles away from his house for two years before he died. Before he, and she never told me anything. Maybe he was a bastard too, though. Yeah, I mean, he's with no. a woman putting babies in fucking ovens. <laughs> she op opened the oven. Yeah. Get her hands full. All right, finals. Finals on the oven. That's like a fucking crazy urban legend. No, that's the asset babysitter. Oh, okay. You try to eat the baby? You're, no, your turkey's done. Turkey? <laughs> we don't have a turkey. Yeah, I put it in the oven. That's our baby! <laughs> and scene. And that's why none of you kids should do asset. And I remember it because they told us that in eighth grade, and I fucking said to the teacher, I go, I'm doing asset now. <laughs> and you just fucking completely weirded me out. Let's Hide try to have nice, yeah. Let's fucking have some maintenance stories in this school. Um, here's uh, Adam. Adam, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Hey, um, uh, I got a uh, story about a bad mom here. Uh, my parents were divorced when I was seven, and it was my mom's weekend uh, to, to have me. And her place of employment had the uh, uh, one of the public swimming pools, you know, closed off for for a private event. And uh, she uh, she was so hammered when she took me to the swimming pool. I was, like I said, seven years old. I was so excited to be the first to uh, or to jump off the high dive, you know, and I wanted her to catch me. And she said, yeah, 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 I'll catch you and all that stuff. So I jump off the high dive only to uh, wake up the next thing I know by the lifeguard uh, giving me the mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation because she was so drunk she forgot to catch me. And, uh, and, and the lifeguard had to dive in and pull me out and... Uh, uh, resuscitate me. No, so. no finals. Everything worked out good. And plus, you <laughs> met a new friend. It's just hilarious. You had your first gay experience. Um, first of many. <laughs> Eric in Long Island. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Um, my mom, when she found out that I was getting engaged to my Lutheran girlfriend, yeah. then proceeded to tell her that her womb was not good enough to have Jewish children. Well, I got to agree with her there, though. You know what I mean? Again, that goes back to a religious thing, and you can't really bust anyone on their religion. It's chosen, dude. Yeah. Now, now these children will not be Jews. And that can't go down. No. Because fucking Jews go straight into heaven. There's no waiting. They don't have the hell you heaven. want. They don't have heaven. You don't know what you're talking about. They don't about. have heaven. I thought they... What? No, they just they linger underground waiting for something to happen. I forget what. Telling Jewish ghost zombies. Christians believe that they're the the chosen people, and Jews don't believe that though. So you're taking the Christian point of view when you say that they go to heaven, not the Jewish point of view. It's making a lot of sense to me now. They go to a place that's called um, heaven. This is nice. This is pretty good, Jeremy. That's fair. You doing your Jewish voice? Yeah. That's subtle. <laughs> Sounds like you grew up in Portland. <laughs> Portland, Maine. Mm -hmm. um, Foggy, yeah. your mom, did she ever turn it around? Did she become a better parent to you as you got older? 
Uh, not really, but, you know, maybe there's still time. You're, like, very accepting of this for the the bad Mother's Day. Well, I, I turned out okay, you know? Yeah. At the time when craziness is going on... You she just, was just crazy. You yeah. see her as an ill person. Yeah, and you just think everybody lives like this. Did she raise you your whole life? No, she actually never raised me. You raised yourself, like, by wolves. It was like wolves. It was yeah. just... No, actually, well, she couldn't handle the crying, so then she passed me on to her mother. Oh. So I would stay with my grandmother for a long time, and then on weekends, I'd return back home. Yeah, it was just bizarre. Just bizarre. Because you got to stay with your mom, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow, you're lucky. No. That's lucky. I Great, wish I man. had been passed off to my grandmother well, yeah, in, for the week. In hindsight, I yeah. loved my grandmother. I had a great time over but, there, you know? Fez, this always gets to me. You couldn't be talking more negative about your mother than you do now, right? Right. Yet you never say these things to her. As a matter of fact, when she comes up here to visit... You trudge her off to the anti-gay TV shows and then sit down next to her. That's the thing that I don't understand. That's psychotic. Yeah. Like, I love my mother, but if she gave me any shit, I'd let her know, dude, you're crossing the line. We have that kind of relationship. The Where I wouldn't just be acting like at my age. How do I please my mom? How do I please my mom? I never matter. get that. That shit shouldn't matter at all. Like, No, you're a couple of adults together. Uh, look who it is. It's Johnny Fairplay. How's it going, guys? Reality star Johnny Fairplay. How you doing, Johnny? Good, good. I got, I got a bad mom story. Oh, good. Uh, when I was younger, I wanted to play football, and my mom wouldn't let me play on the football team. So then I, I just wanted to uh, serve water to the football players and shit like that. And then the worst part was she called it fool's ball. Okay, you're doing the movie Waterboy. Water <laughs> Once again, Johnny Fairplay is lying to try to win a contest. <laughs> old, old habits die hard, guys. Talk to you later, my brother. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Joe, you're on the Run of Fez show. Joe, go ahead, buddy. Yeah. Hey, Ryan. I'm trying to decide which is worse. When my mother caught me smoking, she made me sit down and eat a carton of cigarettes. And then when I skipped school, she pulled me out of the shower like nothing had happened. You know, when I come home, pulled me out of the shower while still wet and started commenced to beating me with the belt all the way to my bedroom. Well, you did which skip school. What do you think, of course? What happened when you got to the bedroom? I got in the bedroom and kept getting beat. Oh, hand job. Oh, that's disgusting. What? You're always going back to that movie you love so much. <laughs> hey, Bill. Yeah, Ronnie. Uh, when I was a kid, I never did uh, know my father. I was about eight years old, and I asked my mom where my dad was. And she said, well, he's not around because he's a queer. And I said, well, what's a queer, mama? And she said... It's when your daddy takes another man's pee-pee and puts it in his mouth. <laughs> finals. I love your You're mother. You're going in the fucking finals. <laughs> <laughs> your daddy is a queer, and he puts pee-pee in his mouth. Now come and get me some sugar. It's just me and you from this point on. <laughs> you love her, Fez? Well, I didn't like the queer part, but I liked the fact that she was very open about how his father lived. Probably didn't happen. <laughs> She's just thinking of the worst thing that she could <laughs> say to a person. 
And that's only because he wouldn't understand butt-fucking at his young age. And say he was a homosexual, <laughs> we respect his lifestyle. He's a queer who puts pee-pee in his mouth. Do you want to live with that? He sleeps with strangers at rest stops. You know, he says, I love her. <laughs> I love her. Give him two prizes. He's the inconsistent gay. <laughs> Mama, where daddy at? Is he dr is he drinking more of that piss water? <laughs> he brought shame to our family. He doesn't even stay here and help us with the beef jerky business. <laughs> we was running shine because my dad was drinking piss up in the hills somewhere. <laughs> I love it. Your dad will milk a man's sack of all the cum that he fucking possibly has. Fantastic! No. Probably eating that hairy man ass. Mama, how come daddy didn't come home from the war? He wasn't at the war, baby! He was taking a dick, one in the mouth, one in the ass! Why, I don't even have a warship machine! He's living up there in San Francisco. Um, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey. So when I was about 12 or 13, my grandpa gave me a 410 shotgun, little one. And uh, I was not using it properly, and my mom grabs it on my hands. This, this hurts to say even now. And she goes, here's what this is for. I'll show you what this is for, you little bastard. And she shot my dog. Wow. Why right did she shoot me. and killed it? She didn't kill it. She goes, you want to see what a gun's for, what a gun can do? And bam. But then, then you learn not to play with guns, right? Well, not really. I'm a big gun collector now. <laughs> not a dog collector, though. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, finals, Chris? He didn't die. The dog didn't die. If the dog died, I would have said 100%, yeah, I locked this guy up. Right, so your problem with this is the dog lived. Yeah. I mean, if the dog died, then that, that that's for effect, you know? If the fucking dog lives... I'm sorry, we've turned down uh, your request. We found out that your shot dog lived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing I can do about it. In another six months, try to appeal. Josh, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, boys? Hey. All right. Uh, pretty much, I was first grade... And my mom comes out of the closet, uh, breaks up my mar no, parents' marriage. Uh, so I then get abused by my mother. My brother becomes a drug addict and had to go through that all my life. All right. So you're saying the reason that your brother became a drug addict is because your mom was gay? Uh, you, I could say that. But no, it was more the abuse that we got, not caring about us and more about doing what she needed to do and letting us suffer. All right, I'm going to say finals because having a gay parent has to be the worst thing that ever happened. Oh, God. <laughs> Nothing wrong Absolutely. with that. Really? Here's these two people? <laughs> fucking t that guy had a fucking gay dad? That woman was nuts. It was just that she yeah, happened to be she a lesbian, too. Um, there's my neighbors are gay, and they've adopted a kid, and I'm always saying to him, we go like this, don't worry, those aren't your real parents. <laughs> so it couldn't Good. possibly happen to you. <laughs> Thank God there are people yeah. like you. I go, don't worry, you're being raised by two strangers. 
You're fine. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Mama, does he drink the pee pee or just swirl it around in his mouth and spit it back out? <laughs> Daddy, what are you doing here? Mama told me all about the sins you've been committing. Elvis loved his mother. Butter House. Butter House in the Cadillac. He's here? Yeah. Let's bring in uh, Mr. Ben Bailey. He's going to be playing Caroline's tonight. But we got our timing all fucked up on this, huh, Chris? Yeah. We need to do a little producing on it. Uh, ben Bailey's going to be playing Caroline's tonight. Haven't seen... Oh, he's not here? Fez ran again. Fez told me he was here. Here doesn't mean at the door. Um, but anyway, Ben Bailey's coming in. You love him from Cash Cap. He'll be here for 20 minutes. Maybe we can go back and pick up the contest from there. People really want to talk about their horrible mothers. I mean, now I feel sorry for Ben. We have him blocked right in the middle of a contest. Maybe his mother sucks and he could just jump in. Uh, I would hate to force that on anyone. <laughs> ben, reveal this fucking dark secret. I was actually a mama's boy. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be around my mom. I never want to be around either of my parents. It's like that. Just I want to interact with you people. My mom went out to get the mail, and I was like, "Hey, hey, <laughs> where are you going?" Thought we were doing stuff. Where are we put Mr. Bailey? Shelby, you should get another seat or move your ass over, but give him your seat. Try to figure something out. I, I know it's comfortable. Uh, you're long term in the business. I just think I'll just sit comfortably. Is there bird shit on your chair? <laughs> I found that. Or is it jizzy? It's a little jizzy. Oh, man. Here comes Ben Bailey. Ben Bailey. He's going to be playing Caroline's tonight and tomorrow with shows Bigger at 730. How are you, my and friend? 10 p.m. You get tickets at carolines.com. Hey, everybody. How's things going? Everything is going well. I've been awake for about 12 minutes. That's, you know, you're good. You treat every show like it's a morning show. <laughs> yeah. Even, you know, comics wanna... uh, notoriously come into morning shows just exhausted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this is 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I've been I've been burning the candle at both ends lately, as they say, and I'm exhausted. So I got up, actually got up early and then went back to bed just so I could sleep until right before this. So it felt like real morning radio. Now, do you know that when you say burn the candle at both ends, it means you've been partying all the time? Oh, uh, <laughs> that's not what I've been doing. <laughs> you've been working I haven't been burning. Hard. I've been working a lot. Yeah, I haven't go. been partying. Good. Does that really specifically mean you've been it partying? Mean, yeah, you've been burning the candles like oh. you're trying to work your day job and you've been up all night uh, doing coke and drinking and, you know, living oh, like okay. a... okay. Yeah, no, so that is what I meant. Yeah. Living <laughs> no, I'm just like, kidding. <laughs> living like a person, I like to say. <laughs> No, like so what's the expression being. for working your ass off during the day and at night that's and just, not getting enough rest? That's 2014. Oh, because, 2014, yeah. right. That's just how it is now. <laughs> yeah. Well, now... <laughs> I think you're right. You've man. been doing comedy long enough to know that you did, that there was a time you weren't supposed to be promoting yourself. Right. All it's the funny. Time. That's exactly what's kept me so busy. Like, yeah. I'm doing the club this weekend, and... Uh, 
I brought the cab in. We decided we were going to do really? like a little thing where we put the cab out in front just to try to let people know that I'm there. And uh -huh. uh, like one person at every show wins a ride in the cab. With you? Yeah. You drive so, like, them I around and ask them questions? I well, no questions or game or anything. <laughs> I, but want I, just, I want to play. Yeah. I want to get in the back of that and just feel I'll like I'm you a, a ride, man. You can have a ride whenever you want. Well, you... Um the cash cab was uh, was a great thing for you, right? It was, yeah, it was awesome. It's funny. I have to say, uh, I you know I packed up the cab and drove it in because I bought it at the end of it all, and, and I, I still have it. So I'm like, why don't I use it to try to promote these shows? Like I said, mm -hmm. so we're driving in last night, uh, and this is my girlfriend Emma back here, by the way. You, lovely, by the way, you're dating over your head. <laughs> this, I'm looking at th the next time I see you, you're going to be crushed. Because I'm going to be, because yeah, Emma will gone. have moved on. Yes. Yeah. It could happen. Yes. It could happen. She's a beautiful lady. Yeah, I'm she a lucky is. man. Uh, she's very sweet, too. You're a lucky man for now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm starting to regret coming here. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so we took a picture in the cab on the uh -huh. way in. Like we, as soon as we got through the tunnel and we were in the city, and we posted a thing that said the cash cab is back in New York City. And everyone took it the wrong way, thinking that I meant... The show is back. Yeah. So it's like, but it's got it's getting so many hits, it's getting so much play that I'm like, I should, I should really correct that, that in people, a week. People love that. <laughs> I'm gonna let it go. I think people love that show so much, and everyone was always looking for the cash cap. Mm. Always. Yeah. When you're on the street, you'd be like, no, that's a, well, that kind of looks like it. You put your hand up, hoping you would jump into the cash cap. Yeah. Yeah. Where is it? Where is it? Let's find it. The so first time I met you. Again. The first time I met you was at Burger Heaven. At Burger Heaven. Yeah, I with just, the crew. I just just yelled out cash cap and i think that the, 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 the game had only been on for a little while so the whole crew was like yes yeah we were like yes, yes we're somebody the, knows us we're the let's cash go talk cap. to those guys we're the cash cap yeah burger heaven that's right man yeah but you we guys, were upstairs at burger heaven yeah, upstairs at burger heaven in the vip section yeah. of burger well, sure. heaven. we were all doing very well in those days there's a velvet rope on the stairs there now did your did your girlfriend know you from cash cap first or Oh, wow, a coffee for me. No, she didn't, actually. We met, uh, she was bartending at the time in a bar right across the street from the production company. So we would go in there at the end of the days, and uh, I don't know. We just started. You, you just won her over. Kind of, yeah. 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 Now, I'd say that. Yeah. I should have known better than to bring you in here. They're much yeah. more interested in talking to you than, than to me now. Ben, if you need to leave, I know you have <laughs> to do a lot of things. If you need to pee or anything, yeah. go ahead, take your yeah. time. We'll talk to Emma the whole time you're gone. Now you, <laughs> Emma will be at the club tonight, too. Shit her up here. Now, you, uh, we had somebody who's actually a little bit jealous of you. Oh, and, really? Uh, is, Billy, is this Billy on the street? Billy on the street. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, because he feels that you stole his Emmy. He was up I for stole an his Emmy, Emmy, and he had no business it. being there at all. To be honest, <laughs> he's running around the street yelling at people. <laughs> is the guy fucking kidding me? I stole his Emmy. He's not here, is he? No, he's okay, not good. here. Whew. But thank God for that. Let's see. No, how, I'm just I'm, kidding. Did I'm, he really say that? Yeah, though? I'm going to play a little bit of it. This was only a few <laughs> weeks ago, but he's a, the, there's a weird thing between I guess because he walks and you're in the cab. Let's just play a piece of this. <laughs> It's very clear that we did not stage this, and it's one of the few shows on TV. There are a lot of shows that call themselves reality shows, but we all know right. they're scripted, they're outlined, the people are cast, they're, everyone's pre-interviewed on the show. Even other game shows, I won't mention the name, Cash Cab, you know, you know, they'll plan things in advance and try to make it look spontaneous, but our show is really spontaneous. We don't plan it, and you can tell these are real reactions. And all that is because you got the Emmy. 
Okay. So yeah. wait, but he didn't mention the Emmy at all. Well, he, I think or it, did he it, do that it, earlier? It shows up a little later. But I guess he was when, really... This was like, when was this? A couple two, of weeks ago? Yeah, he was in here? Three weeks, weeks ago. Because I guess we were both nominated last year. Yeah. And I won. And yeah. And I guess he's upset about it. He doesn't... Yeah. Uh, we want to play the I, rest of... I don't, I don't know what to say. Billy. Billy. Your day will come. The cash cab is parked permanently. <laughs> As Alex Trebek once said to me, you'll be back and you'll win one. Now, <laughs> that's do, a true story. Do, do people always want you to, oh, what, when he won the Emmy, he said you'll he be back? He won the Emmy. I was, I was yeah. misinformed. The show won, Cash Cab won the Emmy. Yeah. And we all went up on stage and got it, and then we went back. We were doing press. And a girl who worked at Discovery Channel came running over and misinformed myself and the, uh, several of the producers on the show that we needed to get back out into the theater because my next award, I was about to win my next award. They were going to do host. Right. And she misled us. I don't know if she realized, but right. we all thought that she had some inside info <laughs> that I better get my ass back out there because yeah. there, I was about to win again. So we all go running back out there like, you know, we're walking on air. We can't believe, oh, my God, we're going to win both. This is amazing. And we sit down and they're like, Alex Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. For his 27th straight yeah, win. Yeah. But he, not knowing what I had just been yeah. through, that we all thought we were going to win and then didn't, went up and said, hats off to the new kids on the block, Cash Cab. Yeah. I know you, you know, probably thought you might be up here tonight. A lot of people maybe thought you did. Don't worry, you're going to be back for many years to come. You're going to be up here. You know, you'll have your day. Classic so sci-fi. I, I pass that on to, uh, what's his name? To Billy. <laughs> Just kidding, Billy. Billy. I know your name. <laughs> Billy <laughs> on you. the street. Have you seen his show? Billy, I, no, I haven't. Well, I haven't he, I think he started on the web, and he just runs up to people, and he gives them a dollar. Right. I've seen a little bit. I've seen yeah. the snippet when that they played at the Emmys. Yeah. Where he and I've heard about it, you know. I just I don't watch a whole lot of TV. But you're not a competitive guy. You want everybody to do well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have no you know, I have no qualms with uh Maybe someday Billy with Billy uh, will get a bicycle. And that <laughs> yeah. will If he steps it up, him. that's what he needs to do. Yeah. He needs a vehicle of some sort. Or he could at least he could start carrying people on his back. But you never stopped doing the stand up, right? No, I never did. No. Well, I, I did for a few months when uh, when Cash Cab was keeping me so busy that I was just exhausted, and uh, I'll never do it again. Yeah, I was so rusty after just a few months of not doing stand-up. It was like <laughs> walking out on a ledge again, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I used to do this so much, you know? So I will, I will never do that again. It's like climbing back into the ring. That's what happens. Right. Champ fat, I like to call it, where a yeah. guy, he meets his goal, he wins that belt, and then celebrates and can't get really back in the room. Right, right. And he celebrates. He gets a nice car. He Who's starts the guy that well. went into diabetic He gets a beautiful shop. lady. Oh, and then, there she is. And then he goes soft and he gets his yeah. ass kicked in the ring <laughs> yeah. every time he goes in later on. I felt that happening. So I started doing a boatload of stand-up again. And uh, I'm happy to say I don't feel rusty anymore. You love to stand-up most of all, though, right? I do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. But it is weird today that everybody has to promote all the time. It used to be a club booked you, and you would show up and do a show, and when it was a little light, you're like, I don't know, you guys are really bad at promotion, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You now can blame like, it on the club. How many Twitter followers do you have right. before they book you? Yes. <laughs> like, I don't know, dude. I don't know if, we, if we're going to bring you in. We only bring people in that have 10,000 or more uh, Twitter fans. So do you feel like you have to stay out there all the time promoting now? Just, you, I don't you, know. I, yeah. I kind of do. Mm -hmm. Like it, It's just shifted so much from TV. 
Like it used to be enough. I mean, uh, 50 years ago, you do the Tonight Show once. You're right. a made man. You know, and then slowly it's gotten to where, you know, that doesn't really matter at all. You'd, you'd have to do it a hundred times for people to really notice. And even having a special doesn't necessarily mean, okay, I made it. Because that was the next thing. Then After it was a tonight special. Show, if you're gonna, you know, then you boom, do a half you're hour. Done, yeah. yeah. But even that. But I remember Brenner, David Brenner, was mm. telling me that when he did the Tonight Show, by the next day, he was like literally a star. Where right. he's walking down the street and everybody's like, great job last yeah. night. Yeah, Can't right. To see again, Vegas is calling, and yeah, that what just year doesn't. Was that? It was like in the probably seventy one or something, right, you know. Right. But you could go on the Tonight Show, get a thumbs up by by Johnny, and it was like you hit the lottery. Yeah, you were in. You were yeah. going to be at all the clubs. You were going to you were right. going to get some dates in Vegas. You were going to be traveling around, packing shows. Yeah, and then it changed, and then a special was it for a while. You know how I had a big reaction, uh, or what I got a big reaction from first was Star Search. Is that right? The Star Search that Arsenio hosted. Just so people know, I'm not so old that I did it when Ed <laughs> yeah, McMahon was on. <laughs> like, wow, wow, Bailey's like sixty. Uh, yeah, I did Star Search with Arsenio, and I. I won twice. I, you know, I advanced twice. Right. And I got a lot of reaction. That was the first thing that people like. The ne- you made me think of it. We were talking about Brenner because the next day I was in the grocery store in L.A. Mm-hmm. and this woman started freaking out. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and then I was at the airport coming home the day after I lost. <clears throat> it was the highest rated one. Was the one that I lost. Who did you lose to? Um, John Roy. Oh, he's great. I don't know. You don't know who he is? <laughs> Thank you for saying he's crazy. He's terrible. He's awful. He's an absolutely he, a horrible he's, comedian. He's writing Just kidding, John Roy. Billy on the Street. Yeah, he writes for Billy on the Street. He's got an Emmy. John Roy has an Emmy for writing for Billy. No, he's a very funny guy uh, and a nice guy, but uh, the day after I lost, I was on the, at the airport getting ready to get on the plane to come back. Magic Johnson is standing behind me, and this I swear to God, and this woman comes over and goes, Aren't you Ben Bailey? <laughs> and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Magic Johnson is standing behind me, <laughs> and you spotted me. Okay. That's the weirdness of TV. And also with Cash Cap, it's, never, it's still out there, right? Yep. Yeah, it's still so armed, still syndicated. You're still getting that buzz from it, I guess. Mm, we just got some on the way over here. Some people were like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm like I'm at this I'm at Caroline's and the guy was the guy was like hairlines <laughs> yeah. and I'm like Caroline's yes. you could see the, the club yes. from where we're standing yeah hairlines comedy club <laughs> that's where I am I'm at hairlines this it's only for people who still have yeah. a full head of hair yeah uh, it's right next to earwax that fucking <laughs> rock and roll place. Ear, earwax rock and roll club <laughs> that is so funny though but you do have to just keep beating I remember Sinbad became a big star off of Star Search he had done Full it Star Search. Yeah, 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 and this was like in the 80s and one of the first seasons. Yeah, that was seasons. the old one, yeah. And like he had done like, I don't know, like 10 or 12 weeks. Mm. And by the time it was over, he had gotten the Cosby show or whatever, spinoff, yeah. different world or something. And then he did a special. Yeah. Or maybe he already had. I don't think so. Though. No. But everybody did it. Yeah. Everybody made fun of me when I did it, but they all would have done it. Sure. Why wouldn't it, you? Because know? it's just such great exposure. Well, it's so the same it. thing with this uh, voting off the comedian show. What's the name of that one? Last Comic Standing. Yeah. yeah. You, you would have to do it if they offered it to you. It's yeah. primetime TV. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, you know, there's so many comics now. It's mm-hmm. so hard to separate yourself in any way that it's like, yeah, you take, the, you take whatever chance you can. But everybody did Star Search, like Ray Romano. And Brad Garrett were on Star Search the same season. I think Brad Garrett won it. Brad Garrett won. Ray, yeah. came, Ray came in second. 
he beat Ray to win it. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, years later, Ray gets the show, and they're both Everybody on, but... loves Ray. Brad Garrett <laughs> is, though, like, who would be a 6'9 mm. comic? Yeah. He's, bigger, he's taller than I am. I don't like that. How tall are you? I'm 6'6". Six, six. He looks tiny he's next six, to eight. him. <laughs> he's 6'8". You know, someone told he's me... He's great. He's a funny guy, man. Oh. Garrett, yeah. he's, he's a very funny yeah, dude. he's amazing, and he's, uh... Well, he's... He's a really interesting dude because something hurts inside. <laughs> no amount of success has been able to right. make him feel better. Right. But well, someone, that's, I, that's all of us, isn't it? Someone told me this about tall guys, that they're more intimidated by tall women than short guys are. That uh, when a guy is tall, he's not used to seeing... Some short guy told you that bullshit. Yeah, it was Napoleon. <laughs> Napoleon actually called me. <laughs> so you're traveling now? You're traveling the country? Uh, yeah, I was just in uh, glamorous Peoria, Illinois. Sweet, sweet game. Of, uh, of Richard Pryor. Yeah. That's where Pryor was from. Did you go to see his childhood home? I did, or actually. Bordello? I did, yeah. <laughs> I saw where that was, and I saw they have, they don't have a statue or, or anything. They just have, like, a bust, just his head. Not his actual head. Right, that would be terrible. But that would be awful. <laughs> yeah. But it would really draw a lot of people. Yeah, I'd go. It would bring a lot more people yeah. to Peoria. But they have just a bust that doesn't really look like him. <laughs> so, and it's been there forever. But so, like, when he was still alive, the city contacted him and said, hey, we want to, we want to, you know, erect a statue, a monument to you here in Peoria. And, he, and so he and his wife commissioned this guy, a young artist from Peoria, to make a, a full life-sized sculpture of him. Which he did. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's awesome. It's in a museum downtown. But they want to put it outside, but they still don't have... They can't afford it. <laughs> I'll tell you about Peoria. They don't have the money to do it. It's going to cost like a hundred grand. Yeah. And they have like 37,000 raised for it. So I was like, you know what? This is ridiculous. It's Richard Pryor. How many, how many comedians are out there that could afford to make a little donation? Right. So I'm taking it upon myself to, to help raise the money to get this statue of Richard Pryor finished. So uh, I'm going to be spreading the word to other comedians. So when, Well, it's just about every comedian's favorite comedian. If you get yeah. said, who was the guy that made you want to do this? Right. Nine times out of ten, it's Richard Pryor. Yeah, yeah it's usually either uh, Pryor or Carlin. Prior and Carlin are or, the yeah the know. kind of the beginning of it all. Yeah, if everybody think, hails them as the two greatest yeah. probably of all time. So it's like if we can't come together and put up a statue of right. <laughs> I don't want to tell Eddie Murphy what to do with his money, but it seems like this could be done quick. Yeah, yeah. Like call Chris Rock. <laughs> hey, Chris, listen, man. Yeah. Why don't you? <laughs> they do don't an, have enough money to yeah. build a statue of Richard Pryor. Why don't you? Do could a, you help out? Yeah, do a nooner today and <laughs> raise the money. Yeah, you don't even have to talk. <laughs> yeah, just show up and wait. Wave. Show up, wave on your way. Yeah, but I, I mean, everyone together, we should be able. Yeah, to, sure, absolutely. To to get it done. So, so you're doing this off of where, Ben? Is this on your? I, I'm not set up to do it yet. Yeah. I'm having them send me all the info, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get the brochures and everything. Great. Uh, and I'm gonna spread the word then. Because I'll give you guys a ring. Yeah, give us a ring, know. and and when we do it, we'll let the audience know how they yeah. can get involved with that. But yeah, I agree with you. There should be something. It nice should be done. It's been yeah. it's been years since the guy finished it, and it's really amazing. Well, could be really great and might go too far but we could do like an eternal flame where it's just still on fire <laughs> still on fire after all these years the kids could go by would make a torch out of it yeah <laughs> fuck that's funny man 
Am I allowed to swear on this show? No, uh, no, no. It's we're 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 in trouble now. <laughs> you can do even... that tonight and tomorrow. Two shows: seven thirty and ten oh, o'clock well, at Hairlines on Broadway. Hairlines on Broadway. Hairlines, Fez. I didn't realize I had a headset here. Or is this yours? Yeah, no. Go ahead and enjoy if you want to. Hello, yeah. hello. Oh God, I Caroline's sound so much better now. <laughs> Carolines.com for tickets, and you can also go to therealbenbailey.com to see dates there. That's true. Or my Facebook page, which is Ben Bailey Cash Cab. And I'm on Twitter. I'm at Real Ben Bailey on Twitter. So the Cash Cab will be sitting out. The Cash Cab will be sitting in front of the club, as it was last night. I'm going to run over there and take a look at it. Yeah, come come take a look, man. We're going to have, uh, bef- right before the early show, uh, the guy will get there and he's going to set it up and have the lights going and all that stuff. Sweet. And then afterwards, I'll be driving some uh, some lucky winners around. All right, someone just said Billy on the street is over there kicking it right now. You better- <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why did this happen? We worked so hard. I'd like to think that we inspired his show. It would be nice like to think that, right? Like he was kind of like somebody was like, "All right, what's the next step?" <laughs> just from a cab, we just hit. We'll just catch people on the street. But I don't know how long he's been doing it. I think he started doing it on the internet first. Right. When you got the cash cab gig, the lucky thing for you was you had driven a cab before, though. No, I had never driven a cab. Oh, I thought you had a hacks no. license. No, no. I had to get it to do the show. I, had, I was a limousine driver oh, okay. years ago, but not a cab driver. Yeah, a glorified cab driver. A limousine. Yeah, us. Uh, yeah. It's a cab driver for one. Yeah, yeah. They always call it oh, you glorified cab driver. <laughs> I'm like, where's the glory in it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not feeling a whole lot of glory. That's, that's true. Shaking these kids to the prom. Yeah, yeah. This is large. so glorious. Well, putting that, on this silly outfit. That had to be the main gig, right? You're taking people to the prom, the mostly airport. airport. Yeah. yeah, yeah, mostly airport runs, which was embarrassing because you had to stand there with your little sign, right, and take them home. I picked up a guy named Doctor Lozier one time. Is his name spelled L O S E R? But he pronounced it Lozier. I swear <laughs> to God. So, so I had to go. And say, of course he did. You would. So I had to go stand at the airport with a little sign that said "loser" on it. <laughs> stand at the bottom of the escalator. Where? Like God, I hope people understand that this is not referring to how I feel about myself. Well, a lot of people just probably just thought you lost a bet. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll teach them. They're just kind of giggling. Yeah. As they went by. Loser. And we get all these Doctor Galakowitz jokes. You remember that? Yeah. Those Bud Light ads, or whatever they were. Uh-huh. Your Doctor Galakowitz. <laughs> People would always come by and joke about that. Did you ever get any famous people? Uh, no. No, not a one. Mm. <laughs> one time I, I would, wish I had a better story. Yeah. I, I, Madonna. I would, one day I had... <laughs> I, I picked up people when I worked at a hotel, and I picked mm-hmm. up Mr. Kenny Rogers. Oh, no way. Who gave me a sweet fiver. And I'm like, I'll be a fan it? for... No. It's better than me. It was a nickel bag back in those days. <laughs> but I Thanks. remember... Thanks for supporting my habit, yeah. Kenny. I fucking, you just driving along because I'm a kid. I'm like, that Lucille song or something, huh? <laughs> Remember when you made Lucille? You're like, we used to joke that you were saying loose wheel. <laughs> yeah. Get, it? Get it? Is that your real beard? He but was probably a nice guy, huh? He was a sweet guy. I what, mean, where did you work at a hotel? This was down in, it was really in Delaware at the time, but I literally mm. drove the guy 500 yards and he gave me a fiver. And I'm a class. Well, that's person, cool. Yeah. 
That's always, and I guess when you get in a cab now, you're forced to tip pretty well. You have to tip well everywhere if people yeah. know you as a as a personality or whatever. Right. Otherwise, you know, you're on the word internet. that you're a cheap son of a bitch <laughs> spreads pretty quick. Yeah. I learned that on a golf course. I was playing uh, on a golf course down in Atlantic City, and the girl was like all excited to, that I was there and everything, and she was like, I'll bring you whatever you want. What do you want? I'm like, all right. Uh, so I order a cheeseburger and fries and a couple of beers, and she goes and gets it and brings it back. And I gave her the change. Yeah. You know, I gave her, so I gave her like $3 and some, and my buddy's like, she she drove off. And my friend's like, what are you doing, man? You can't just give her three bucks like that. She's going to go back and tell everybody in the whole place that, I'm like, no, I can't. It was like almost $4 for it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good tip. It was like a 30% tip. And he goes, no, you get, I think you got to do more than that, man. I'm like, all right, let's see when she comes back. So she comes back around and I go, uh, I go, hey, I meant to, I'm sorry, I meant to give you a bigger tip. I, you drove off so quick and I gave her a 10. And she goes, oh, great. Now I have to go tell everybody that you're not an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you were right. Yeah. You were right. Now I know. Here's a, I'm a cheap fuck yeah, unless here, I tip really big. Here's a 10 not to prick me. Yeah. That's the thing because really, why should you now have to pay twice as much? It's like a tax. Yeah, I don't know it's a luxury why. tax. It's because really. they think that, that yeah. you have more. Right. They think if they see you on TV, people think you're a billionaire. Yeah. My friends and I were going on a golf trip once and uh, we're going down to North Carolina. We're sitting there at the gate waiting at Newark and uh, my buddy next to me goes, hey, isn't that Joe Piscopo over there? And I look over and he's like, oh, now he's gone. And then he, someone's tapping me on the shoulder and it's, it is Joe. Uh -huh. And he's like, hey, Ben Bailey. You know, he's, I watch Cash Cab with my kids. You know? And so we sit and we're talking for a while. He's a super cool guy. I don't yeah. know if you guys ever met him. <laughs> really nice guy. So we're sitting there talking for a while, and then the plane comes, we get on the plane, and uh, my friend, we're all in separate seats, and my buddy sits down, and a guy sits down next to him, and he, he goes, hey, shouldn't your buddy and Joe Piscopo have their own fucking airplanes? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they split a plane. Yeah, yeah, if you're on TV yeah. enough, you get, yeah. it, you get your own jet. One guy did Cash Cab, and the other one was on SNL fucking 30 years ago. <laughs> it's just, just the money just pours in yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, that's what they think. That's the perception. Right. You know? Like, what are you doing flying commercial? You had a basic cable show for a few years. <laughs> I'm like, do you know how much a fucking jet costs? <laughs> Just for a day? $800,000. That's how much, if you're wondering. But this way, you don't, you don't have to be... Have you ever been on a private jet? No, I haven't. No. I have been on a private jet before, and the second you do it, you hate flying for the rest of your life. Right, it's like Unless, first class. Yeah, it's just too... You just, and why? Because you just move your arms a little more. Yeah. And you're like, you drive straight up to it, you get on, and the plane takes off. You're not waiting. No search. Yeah, and you're you like... You keep your weed right there yeah, in your pocket. And I, just, I was thinking, I'm like, i got to hang out with billionaires now for the rest of my life. If someone doesn't have a plane, I should move on and become friends with someone else. Look, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. Do you have a jet? <laughs> it's funny. It's like first class. Yeah. You're, you're, you're fly coach, and you're like, look at those assholes up there. <laughs> right. I think better than we are. Then you, know. then you step up, and you sit in a seat up there, and you're like, I can't believe I used to ride in the back with those fucking peons. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, yeah, I'm sure. Just once. I'm sure. Like, they don't get crackers back there. Yeah, right. Look at us. <laughs> those huh? little irregular folks. Oh, you like this ice. Yeah. Uh, one time I was in first class and my buddies were in the uh, in the back. And so I just stuck out and they were like, hey. And I go like this. I just shut the curtain real fast <laughs> like I was disgusted. And the whole fucking back cabin was booing me. <laughs> <laughs> you suck, dude. 
That's awesome. Yeah. You're like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you from yeah. back there over the chickens that are running loose in your cabin. It does feel like it, though. It does. And then the fact is, you have to walk past bigger seats on your way to a shittier seat. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have to be that much bigger to make you happy. No. See, that's the thing. You just have to do better than other people. But then it wears off after a while. Yeah. You fly first class for a while, and you're like, you know, this isn't really worth it. Yeah. These for the for the money that it costs, it's not really worth the extra expense that, for on a short flight. Oh, the God. seats are not that much different. Yeah, it's only other people's money. That's the only right. way you would right. fly. You got to tell people fly me first class or I'm not coming. Right, put it in not, your contract. But yeah. you never yourself go, "How much for first class?" <laughs> yeah, a a yeah. human doesn't do that. <laughs> you remember that show Dream On? Oh yeah, yeah. On HBO. HBO. I love that show by the way. It was great. Do you remember the guy who was the star? Mhm. Mm what was his yeah. name? His Brian, name. He's got a Brian weird ben name. Ben. His name is Brian Ben Ben. ben. Yeah. <laughs> like a baby named yeah, him. Yeah, never, yeah, right. Never trust a man with three first names. <laughs> Brian Ben Ben Mike. But he, I was on a plane coming back from L.A., and I was in first class. I, I can't remember what I went out for. I wasn't paying. I was sitting mm -hmm. up front. And he's married. I don't know if he still is. He was married to Madeline Stowe. Mm. Brian Ben Ben. Good job, Brian. Good job, Brian. They get on the plane. I'm already seated in first class. They get on the plane and see me, because you know yeah. cash cab was on everything. So they they knew who I was, and they just looked at me like, "Oh my god, this is the end." <laughs> that guy is in first, and we have to go past him. <laughs> I'm sure there just wasn't a, right. It just wasn't available, and they had to get on that flight or whatever. But then they're walking. It was past an awkward moment. Fucking you know? Bam Margera next, and Kardashian, Billy, Billy Eichner. <laughs> <laughs> Billy on the street I is. Don't fly. <laughs> he's on a plane Billy for some plane. reason. Billy, yeah, he's shooting his new show. Billy on a plane. I've been there. Tell me, Take we have to let you go what? and go run and plug who's, stuff. Who's yeah. saying that? Yeah. That's Looking bullshit. Ben Bailey's no, I'm gonna, just kidding. He, he's a big star, and everyone's Listen, going to hairlines. Brian Ben Ben sits behind me. That's who I am. Ben Ben doesn't ride up front. Ben Bailey at Carolines tonight and tomorrow. Two shows, 7.30 and 10 o'clock. Plus, you can see the cash cab right there on Broadway at Carolines for those shows. Also, at Real Ben Bailey on Twitter and Facebook.com. Ben Bailey Cash Cab. We'll be right back. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Ron and Fez. On Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Comedy fans, what's up? It's Jeffrey Gurion here for Sirius XM Radio, bringing you the 411 on what's going on in the comedy scene in New York, LA, and anywhere else I think is important within one minute. Listen up, all you would-be comedy producers and writers, Just for Laughs, the biggest comedy festival in the world, held in Montreal every year towards the end of July, is holding its pitch competition, and you can actually enter in two different categories, web series and TV. Just go to comedypro.hahaha.com slash pitch dash your dash project. Read the rules and send in your submissions for pitches, because the deadline is Friday, May 16th. You get to pitch live to industry execs. I've seen it, and it's wild. Past winners have gotten shows on my damn channel and crack.com, so don't waste another minute. Drop whatever you're doing and write something funny. And make sure to tell them I sent you. Anyway, that's it for me. This has been Jeffrey Gurian for SiriusXM reminding you, you may forget a lot of things, but never forget that comedy matters. Follow me on Twitter at Jeffrey Gurian and on ComedyMattersTV.com for interviews with all your favorite stars. Shout out to Nick Kroll. That's my one minute. I'm out. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ron and Fans on Raw Dog.
Yeah, it's the Ron and Fez show. Um, unlike you, Ham and Eggers, I took a walk down the hall and got a sweet gander at Mr. John Ham. Oh! Now, here's the weird thing about John Ham. They're doing a town hall with EW. EW does a lot of the town halls. And a lot of men that we know and don't know said to me freely, that's an attractive man, Hell that yeah. John Ham. He's attractive. I drew it out there. Uh, people are very comfortable talking about some men's attractiveness. A giant dab of Brad Pitt. People, dudes will say, that's a good looking hot dude, right? No. I want me a piece of that. And yet, like, I think Johnny Depp and Brad Pitt we recognize because they have somewhat feminine looks. And so men can say, oh, that person has a, a nice feminine look. I like that look. Like, those dudes have pretty eyes. Like, out of the original, Be well, the only Beatles, the Beatles, men could go, oh, I see why they're cheering for Paul. But why do they act like they'd sleep with Ringo? You know what I mean? That's This is the thing we don't always understand. But a John Hamm will work for us. Chris, we uh, did that contest. Who are the, the finalists we should pick a winner now? Chris in North Carolina, where his mom called social services on him to get his kids taken away. Mm -hmm. Corey in Kansas City, who tried to set his mom tried to set fire to his car. Jeremy in Texas, mom put him in an oven as a child. Bill in North Carolina says dad was gay. And then Josh in New Jersey, the mother, she came out as a lesbian and ruined him and his brother's life. Fez, which is uh, the worst story to you? Where's Fez? Howard, he's, where's uh, Fez? He's working on our next guest, I believe. This is a strange thing for the co-host. He disappears during the show. That's weird. Shelby, who's the worst one to you? How that Jeremy in Texas putting her baby in the oven's pretty rough. Chris? Bill in North Carolina, where the mother lied and said that his father was gay. It's a terrible lie to tell your What's son. What's the worst deal? I'm with Oven Baby. Two to one. Sorry, Chris. Once again, you lose. God damn it. Oven Baby wins it all. Congratulations. All right, all right. Oven Baby doesn't sound that bad to me because you couldn't even remember it then. Uh, do we really got Rocky? Rocky is ready to go. Uh, Rocky's on Broadway at the Winter Garden, the famous Winter Garden Theater at 1634 on Broadway. Now, is this the same Rocky who was in the movie? No. This okay, is that was a different guy. Diff totally different actor. Right, we've got Andy Carl. He's Rocky. Rocky! On Broadway. He's a rocket machine! Let's bring him in. Rocky, Andy Carl.
let me think of you and try to keep on standing. Andy Carl is here, Rocky on Broadway, currently playing at the Winter Garden Theater. Uh, 1634 Broadway. I would say the most famous Broadway theater that we have is Winter Garden. The Winter Garden, yeah. There's a lot of history in that place. Tremendous amount of history and very, very successful shows have run there. But Rocky is totally different than anything I've ever seen before. After I saw it, I was trying to explain it to the guys that I don't even understand the production, how things happen the way that they do. Yeah, it's 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 an incredible show. I mean, I, I, it's certainly unlike anything I've ever done before. I mean, you know, just with the physical aspect, but also the the set and the the vision of the show. Everything that you see every night is something that you know you're seeing. Rocky, you're seeing the first movie, basically, mm-hmm. but uh, you're seeing it in a way that that you know you're you're almost seeing it for the first time. I mean, we still have the iconic moments in there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when, when we bring that ring out over the audience... And, it's unbelievable. And people go nuts. I mean, they go nuts every night, and I'm really proud of it. There are things that happen during that final scene that made me even want to go back, because I, the, the, the ring girls are moving in, and uh-huh. time is changing. Time is stopping. The ring is out in the audience, and it's twirling. And, like, you're right. People were... Acting like that they were at a fight. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what uh, Alex Timbers, our director, wanted to do. He wanted to give everybody this visceral feeling like they were at the Philly Spectrum watching the the, yeah. the real fight. Uh, you know, the the whole Winter Garden Theater turns into uh, something that looks like Madison Square Garden. Everything mm-hmm. lights up. Uh, the ring goes out in the center of the house. The you know the big uh, the lights come in from the ceiling and and they, they've got television screens everywhere and uh, it show and we do a lot of sleight of hand stuff where you I got blood coming off here I got blood in my hand I got you know I'm getting hit all over the place and uh, it's it's incredible it keeps keeps your mind busy so yeah I, I would assume if you're seeing the show you got to see it at least twice to like see things you haven't seen before I was literally as soon as it was done I was I was literally going I don't know how, what I just saw you know at a certain <laughs> point the emotions there but then I went well how the hell did they do that there yeah. were things that were happening so fast and so odd that I, I can't believe that they could pull it off. Yeah, I mean, we w- the great thing is like we use so many different media aspects that we have cameras. We have camera mm-hmm. guys who are like running around who are, you know, they're they're filming the corner like for Apollo Creed while I'm in the other corner and my uh, my makeup guy is like putting what looks like Vaseline but it's actually like silicone and blood and all of all of my face. I mean, we're actually making contact with these with these fists. Yeah. So I'm getting hit every night. So it's not like, you know, and we're being watched from all sides because that, that that's why yeah, the ring comes out in the middle. Yeah, you can't do the old stage punch yeah, where you, you miss by two feet. Yeah, and then and then react because yeah. everybody is on all corners. So I think, uh, you know, Steve Hoggett, our, our fight uh, choreographer who is nominated for a Tony, he deserves that because he did an incredible job with this stuff. I mean, I'm going to punch him if I actually win a Tony. I told him I'm going to punch him because <laughs> he's, he's made me take thousands and thousands of punches uh, since, uh, since rehearsals, and I've had black eyes. And, well, you and can nets. hear it. You can yeah. hear the yeah. shots 
uh, ricocheting. I mean, right away, you open up with the Spider-Rico fight. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what am I here? You guys are laying into each other. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're making full contact. The thing about it is, it's like... It's it, you know it's something to get used to getting hit. But yeah. I know when the punches are coming. It, it right. is choreographed. There are moments where that are called skims, where I'm actually you know just hitting his body at random moments. Yeah. But uh, then when all the shots to the head are choreographed because they have to be. It's a great scientific experiment in human nature. Well, I've done hit. stuff with wrestlers before, uh-huh. and we you know I do stuff where I manage in the ring, and I said to the guys during the training, now how do we do this so it doesn't hurt? And they go, oh, well, it's going to hurt. Oh, it's going to. You hurt. know what I mean? But yeah. you're not going to go to the hospital but it's always going to hurt yeah yeah and that's kind of my life now you know yeah. if, if i don't get hit if i don't feel that little bump in my head I, i'm i'm i don't know what to do i need it now i mean i'm into the pain now <laughs> i'm totally into it well you also the, you do a thing where you run up the steps yeah and the steps are you know twirling and that that drop if you screw up how far is that <laughs> that's that's got to be like 40 feet yeah so i mean the, you know I've faced every part of this show with no fear, uh-huh. I, and I have to. Be, and that's sort of the Rocky spirit as well. You have to like, right. just look beyond it being something scared, and you have to you know, push through. There's a great uh, lyric in the, that song that was just playing. It's like, if I'm scared... You know, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. I'm going to keep keep going, and I'm going to keep standing. Um, so it's it's sort of uh, everything that I do on stage. Everything looks kind of dangerous to anybody who's sort of inexperienced. But luckily, I've been around enough where I can I know how things work, and uh, and I'm just facing every challenge. Now it's just a matter of you know staying in shape and not losing weight and trying to you know get up the stairs every day. It's it's really intense, much more intense than. Than any other show, right? And yeah, I mean, for me, through. yeah, I've, I've yeah. done some very physical shows before, but this one takes the cake. I mean, two fights, one that lasts 20 minutes, one that lasts five minutes, monta- uh, workout montages to Eye of the Tiger. You know, it's it's very physical. Uh, it's also, I have some great intimate scenes with, uh, you know, Adrian, Margot Seibert, who plays Adrian. She's terrific, and she, you know, we, and we, and we have to sing. You know, it's, yeah. it is a musical, but it's, you know, it's a rockin' musical, so I'm really proud of how they did the music for this show this is how weird it gets that how your disbelief goes away so it's the end of the fight and he's you know yelling for adrian and she's coming through the theater and he's like where's adrian and people are pointing as if they're helping (laughs) there she's coming to you (laughs) i'm like what are we children have we fallen so far into this we all drop back to that child you know i i I grew up on like rocky three rocky four And I was, you know, it had the same effect on me when I was a kid. And I see kids out in the audience now that are just, they're so blown away. And, you know, there's this one kid who came dressed in like full Rocky robe and Rocky muscle shirt and a black eye. And, you know, I was like, that's, that's what I was when I saw those films. Well, I go back to Rocky One, and I'm from that area. Uh, yeah, I was. And, I was wondering. Sound, he kind of sounds South, you know, South Philly. Well, Jersey there was, a, you know. But by the way, there is a guy, the guy at the skating ring, who goes, "We're close." Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. It's perfect. That's the he, perfect he's, accent. He's got the Philly accent. But but we saw that film. We left the theater, went to Pat's Steakhouse, ate, ran up the steps because yeah. people from that area, it was a very depressed time. Yeah. That story meant so much 
yeah. to people that it was unbelievable. He really, I mean, still you know? amazing, tapped into that part of, uh, yeah. of, of, of Philly, but also part of America. Right. Cause and, it uh, could have been Cleveland. It could have been Chicago. Yeah. Could have been Buffalo. Could be those places now. Yeah. You know, the, the central part of that story is you're a guy, a regular guy, but on your best day, if they don't know you're coming. Yeah. You got a shot. You got you a shot. Distance. Yeah, well, that's, that's what's great about it. It's like everybody in, on the planet has, you know, that inside of them. And, you know, he, he Rocky just speaks for that part of, part of you that, you know, you, you may be down and out, but, you know, is there something in you that can take on the biggest challenge of your life and, and, and reach inside of yourself and, and pull that out? And, and, and Rocky does that. I mean, he doesn't win the fight, but he, he wins, you know, his dignity, his pride. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's an incredible human story. I I think Stallone's so smart. And uh, what well, was kind of his story as an actor? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he did that. He wouldn't give up the film. He said, "I wrote it. I have to star in it." Yeah. Despite you offering me more money than I could ever. He, he got offered three hundred thousand dollars, and he had nothing. Right. He had to sell his dog. You know, before yeah. that. So it's. It, it, but he got inspired by that uh, Chuck Wepner Ali fight. That sure. Was, and uh, I just uh, invited Chuck Wepner. He's coming this Saturday uh, to see the show, and I'm 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 really excited. I just want to hear about that Ali fight that sort of inspired everything. Sure. You know, it's it's really, uh, it, you get to see the Bayon Bleeder myself. Have you had many fighters come by? Or? Uh, Hollyfield came by. Wow. Uh, and I'm waiting, uh, I, I hear Tyson's going to come by, and that's that's it's all very exciting, you know. I, I want to see both those guys in, in, in that. And then we, I have some French fighter was there the other day, who I didn't know, he's a very young guy, but you know, the, getting the guys out to see musicals is like that's that's that's, that's a that's yeah. credit man that's that I love that there are, the the bathroom lines at the men's room are longer than I've ever seen it's before. really true it's exa- <laughs> it's exactly true but it's weird that you even said it because most musicals of course have never been pointed towards men yeah it's you always, know it's always been you know it, it which I think should change I mean obviously like I'm a guy I love musicals and this one happens to be speak for such a human spirit and and also you know for what i do for a living but you know i feel like i'm living my own rocky story and i'm getting the shot of my lifetime and 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 so i i can relate a lot to this show myself in particular just through through my career and you know i was really honored to to get the role stallone was part of this early on the whole way that had to feel weird yeah i mean it was his idea to make it into a musical what a I mean, you know, somebody who did a movie that still shows, you know, every weekend somewhere on some channel, yeah. you know, he could have left it alone and he could, he could be collecting his checks and, you know, who cares, you know, Rocky he doesn't need to be made to a stage play, but he wanted it to have another like life. He wanted right. to put some, you know, the, the rise of the Phoenix into it, I guess, and uh, really you know, re-inspire people for the, for the, for the movie, but, mm-hmm. and, and make it into a musical. And I thought... That's got to, you know, that takes either you're really smart or you just got some balls, man, just because you could ruin your, your, yeah. your, your, your movie and your, and, and everything. But I think he's smarter than all of us. He, uh, he's the guy who, uh, put it all together. But there was even a part of me, I had this really weird thing that if that Rocky story was true, this would have been the musical about the real guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you really thought of it that way, this could have been the musical that was made about 
this guy yeah. who really went out and did this thing. I think, you know, that's that great thing about that story that it, when we, I first read it, I first read the script and we read it in front of Stallone. So that was, that was the little, I felt yeah. a little crazy doing that. But at the end of our show, the, the end of just reading it on a table in front of everybody, Everybody was crying because this story just has so much heart and so much dignity and it's so exciting. And, you know, it's, it's really just, it's, it touches people on, on many levels. And, and, and for a musical, that's exactly what a musical wants to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, taking those stories and elevating them to the, to the heights of musicalizing them and having us, you know, sing songs from our heart. I mean, I sing a song called Fight from the Heart when I first get the, uh, the challenge to fight Apollo and make the decision to fight. You know, that's, we're you know we're 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 digging in deep. We're not just you know putting frilly little songs on top of these on top of uh, moments in the scenes. We're we're digging in deep to these characters, and you know we're we're finding all the the grit and the levity and and uh, all the power behind uh, what a musical should be. And then for guys, there's an engineering aspect to this yeah. that I swear to God, it's phenomenal. I mean, you must have been amazed to see from the paper to be there at the beginning as these sets and they bring them in yeah. from up above and from side to side and yeah, our, I don't know how they pull it off our set designer got a, nom- a Tony nomination yeah. as well man because he deserves it because yeah I was I was wondering like how are they going to do this thing and uh it's 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 impressive. It's because uh, it, we go from these real small scenes like the pet shop where I'm talking to Adrian and, mm-hmm. and everything sort of compact on the stage, and then the stage just transforms into like Mickey's gym, which is yeah. a much wider space that you know we got all this punching bags, and then it transforms into Apollo Creed's office, which you know is this huge uh, sort of modern looking thing, and then we have screens coming in. It's very seamless, and it's and it just it it it's almost like watching a film it's really cinematic the whole the whole show yeah the uh, i was noticing some people were like yelling for apollo creed i couldn't do it i was i'm not gonna do it man i want to be against them a million percent <laughs> but he's not he's even less of a bad guy you know what i mean like he's a yeah. guy he's a marketing guy kind of right. like Le- where lebron james michael jordan's right. heads are right. he's like oh i'm putting together this that's the other thing that's great we're putting together this great story they think think but they forget this kid just keeps coming yeah yeah i'm I'm glad you're seeing all this stuff from from you know you just watching the show because i think you know investing into these characters to make them into a musical we had we have to make sure that we give everybody enough uh of a desperation you know apollo's got this desperate need to fight somebody who's going to challenge him and take him to the next level because he's been fighting these guys where it's like one round and he knocks him out or three rounds he's done you know apollo creed needs to take the championship seriously and he wants people who uh wants a, a contender somebody to fight him who's got you know the 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 will to stick through it and he finds it in the, in the most unexpected place uh with rocky you know as sort of like a it was going to be just a flash in the pan fight you know pretty much for uh you know just making a few bucks but it turns out to be the fight of apollo's life right uh, i think that's that's great thing that they you know they added into the story it doesn't change apollo it yeah. just makes him you know more interesting it doesn't it doesn't take away from uh, from any of the characters that people love from the movie i think there's this whole desperation about about rocky about trying to find love about trying to find you know his dignity there's adrian's got to find you know the strength in herself to stand up against her brother uh, you know the brother has you know up 
uh, Paulie has to, you know, find uh, something good within himself. You know, these these things that are very human nature, human nature, and add to the story. Uh, so it's 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 fun. I'm glad you're seeing all that. Well, the other part of it too that I thought was so interesting at the same time the Rocky movie was being done, Born to Run came out. And that was oh, a yeah. very big Jersey, Philly, New York thing. Yeah. And again, it was about rising up. That's sort a of thing. And these songs sound like a young Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, Springsteen. Yeah, it's it's great. You know, for me, they uh, finally a baritone role that that's you know really <laughs> like powerful and stuff. I've been, you know, I did a couple of different shows like Wicked and stuff like that. He just asked me to sing high and you know kind of be like sappy, romantic, that kind of stuff. But this one's uh, got some got some cojones in it, and uh, the songs are amazing. And we got this uh, great rock orchestrator that that did a lot of our shows, uh, Stephen Trask, and he's uh, he actually he he wrote Hedwig. Hedwig, well, he's yeah. a he's a genius, and uh, he he really um, he really put some nice nice grit into this show, and and I sometimes at night I feel like uh, you know I'm singing Springsteen out I'm out there center stage and, and rocking out to some of these songs, which uh, I'm proud of, and albums coming out in two weeks, so we'll. Look out! Look but, out for it. Anyway. See, that's the thing about Trask. He put that Bowie thing into one, and then caught the Springsteen thing that went into the Rocky story. Yeah, you yeah. Know? and uh, that's because you know you had a, uh, when you have that certain type of voice. Like, how would Rocky sing? Like, right. Yeah, he would be a little bit more Springsteen. He would be a little bit more of that. It, it, there would be, you know, you don't want this guy to sing somewhere where Rocky would not sing. It's. I mean, it's still difficult, uh, and I'm I'm riding that line of making sure that everything blends together because Rocky actually has to sing, which is you know one thing people have to you know. Uh, except when they're watching the show, right? And I, th- I think the writers did so well, and uh, you know, keeping it real character centered, and and making the songs fit in the voice of those characters. How long do you think you can keep this going before your body starts falling apart? I don't know. I'm tired, man. <laughs> I'm tired. My knuckles are swollen. My ankle hurts. But uh, the thing about this show is like. I gotta get back in there, man. I love this show, I, and I got the I, the Rocky, you know, spirit right. to speak from. If I don't show up, then I'm sort of giving up on that uh, yeah. that idea, and I don't want to disappoint myself or people. So, uh, you know, I'm gonna keep keep going and keep training and keep, you know, eating. <laughs> because this is everything you've ever worked for is to get a yeah. show. Yeah. Like this at the Winter Garden. Absolutely, it's it again. I, like I said, it's it's my own Rocky story. I'm putting a, putting a little bit of my own soul out there every night too. So it's part of my story as well. Andy Carl, good to see you, my man. Thanks yeah. for coming in. Thank you. I'll see you next time. should uh, get to go over there 
and tell Laura about this. We got to get Jerry Cooney. He's the sweetest guy. He's in here. I think it's Monday nights. And yeah. Anytime you run into him, we'll do a little shadow boxing with you. And he was the great white hope of the 80s. I mean, we all thought he was going to win. And we all lost money on that. <laughs> we all bet with our prejudiced hearts. Because <laughs> they've always waited for that, you know, Rocky type guy. Well, then I guess with the Tommy Gunn. Have it for a, a, a little while. Tommy Gunn never was... The boxing had already kind of turned that corner a little bit, I think, where it wasn't almost even like a household name. You know what I mean? Like, when Ali had this, and we're talking about Chop Wepner, a heavyweight fight was about the biggest thing that you could do. And probably, even then, the, the Ali fights were probably bigger than the Super Bowl at the time that we had Super Bowls, in terms of hype, yeah, it took fo- believe it or not, it took football a little while to really turn into the hype machine. Probably took to when Monday Night Football was when they put the two leagues together after Namath and all that. It probably took that long before people were saying nothing is bigger than football. Got to watch Super Bowls, so nothing yeah. matters. But you know, at one time we had uh, you know, like in the '30s and '40s, boxing. And horse racing and baseball was all we really had big in this country. And now, no, no one's at the track. Just the, people don't care about the, you know, one race, really. Well, why do you think that is? Is because there's other places to gamble. There's other places to gamble, and there's just other sports to watch that have you know huge numbers or on TV constantly. You know. The, there's no TV channel, but no one knows where it is on your cable package. Well, I was just saying to Robert Kelly yesterday, I've got enough sports in my life. I can't add another sport. Another sport, and I'll burst. I'm fucking mad at Shelby for trying to get me to cheer for the Blazers for him. Because I'm like, okay, I'm going to be on your Blazers bandwagon. And then they just get trounced the first two games. Beat down. Is it over? It's not over, and the Spurs are cheating. They put a snake in the Blazers' locker room. And not a garden snake, a, a giant snake. Oh, boo-hoo, there's a snake in the locker room. Who cares? That's confidence shaking. How? You're not a champion if you're afraid of a snake. Screw that. Should have went there and bid's head off. Eve wasn't even afraid of a snake. Look <laughs> what happened to her. She did great. She started humanity. <laughs> We'd have nothing without Eve. Stuck in some weird garden doing God knows what. We wouldn't be in that garden. No one even had sex. It would just be the two of them. There'd be no human race. <sighs> That's if you're going to believe the mythology. I'm going to put that there because I know a lot of... You know, you see the atheists got their own TV channel? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. It's called There's Nothing. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's just the guy screaming. How do you program We're going to stop existing. There's madness, though, huh? Yeah, thanks for getting me into that Rocky uh, play. Kind of want to go now. That's what I'm thinking, too. You know, the seats that I was sitting in, you know what they cost? How much? For two people? Six bills. Wow. Holy shit. I don't think I'd have been enjoying as much if I was spending <laughs> six bills. <laughs> but you know who goes there? A lot of tourists. And that's part of your vacation money. You know how you spend money on vacation. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, well, If you're gone for a week, it doesn't matter where you're going. I don't care if you're going to Peking, New Orleans, or the Jersey Shore. 
what do you think your one week this is enough money to have vacation like the m- amount of money I want to fucking spend on a fi- for a week yeah when you're gonna say this is gonna be a fun vacation no two grand to just fucking piss away uh, fucking just have to make sure two I two grand doesn't even cover a goddamn uh, hotel bill in no, New York right now I'm just saying just for spending money like I've already paid for the fucking ho- well I'm going for the full fucking boat well, ten thousand dollars now you're gonna spend eight thousand dollars on a vac- on a on a hotel you've went completely in the other direction. Shelby, you probably haven't done any vacations other than the Hindu tourister, right? Just yeah. you throw your clothes in a fucking brown bag. <laughs> you were sleeping in your friend's house. Remember when you used to do that? Just say, yeah, we're going to the shore. You fucking put a couple of fucking pairs of shorts in a brown bag. Dude. Fucking I- just start to head out to the car. All right, pick me up at the corner. <laughs> Fuck, I know. Well, no, we're going to drive straight through. It's fucking 2 o'clock now. Yeah. We'll be there when the sun's coming up. And we ain't paying for fucking... We're only going to start in the hotel starting at noon. <laughs> you didn't want to get there too early so they get you on last night's. Fuck that. You got a garbage bag, and then you're fucking down. I love doing that. Pass out in the car drunk, wake up in some other state. Andrea's happy that I'm finally getting around doing some Broadway interviews. I've done a couple. Not musicals. I'm more of a play guy than I am a musical guy. I've only seen musicals. I've seen two. I saw The Book of Mormon and that Fela musical. And I'm going to say I enjoyed both of them very much. I have to tell you, one of the things that got to me, though, is like seeing this movie was like thinking about where I was when the movie came out. Because I can't tell you how proud the people in Philadelphia and the Delaware Valley were of the Rocky movie. Well, look, there's a fucking statue from a movie down there still. And when you go to the top of the, And this is weird in Philadelphia. When you go there, I don't care what time of the day or night, people are running up those steps. The movie's like 35 years old or something, and they're running up the fucking steps it's like, back. It's like the Abbey Road fucking car. Look, I'm Rocky. <laughs> look, I'm running up the steps. I'm going to post this to Facebook. Did it ever leave the theaters, Rocky, the first one, when it, when it came out in the Philly area? I, you know, all I remember, I remember the guys that that fucking went up, and then one of them was Don Vito. We went up in his van, and we went up to Pat's, fucking hammering the whole... That's back when you felt like you needed to sneak drinks in <laughs> to a movie and Wait. fucking quietly try to smoke a joint, because you just can't sit there and enjoy a film. I still But we went to Pat's, ate, went to the steps, ran up it, and felt like, honestly, like no one else would have thought of those two things. (laughs) Like, it felt like, hey, I got a great fucking idea. Wouldn't this be great? We go to, but even in the theater when we saw him running through the Italian market, people yelled out, "It's the Italian market!" That's awesome. When he's running by the Navy Yard, people were fucking (laughs) cheering. Just like something, something works here. When I watched that movie, Guide to Recognizing My Saints, which was in Astoria, if I'm watching it with someone, I yell, "Hey, look! That's where the beer garden is. That's where he's." I'll I point shit out in that movie. But see, here's the thing. You have things to feel proud about in your area. You had the Yankees. You got the fact Manhattan happens, blah, blah, blah. You used to think that fucking city at the time, they were literally at the brink. Um, not For nothing, New York was at the brink at the time. Chicago was at the brink. Cleveland was at the brink. Boston was in trouble. Anything, Atlanta, anything that was a city was in bad shape and then they saw this movie and people went maybe I could do something with my life there's hope I don't know it was just never it never even occurred to 
people that I knew that maybe you could have a shot at something. Because people, when, from where I came from, people would tell you, no, you can't do that. And I'm talking about your friends and family. <laughs> if you say, look, I got an idea, I'm going to start a band. You guys are going to suck. You're going to be fucking unbelievably terrible. People around here don't do things was the feeling before that. Just stay here. Don't try. Don't try. Hopefully get in a union, get in the middle of something, and just feel like you'll be carried along, you know, until you're, you know. Get to Benny's. Hopefully you'll have a factory accident and be paid off on disability. I didn't know fucking people, you know. You chased? Like yes, chased I didn't know fucking people like that. I didn't know people who thought, you know what, we could do something. The whole fucking point was if you got into... Scott Paper, Sunship, any of those fucking factories. American Visco. Just the list, you know, anything, those factories were long. And I remember being a kid going, I got to, I don't want to do, I don't want to go in there and hate. Just hate everything. Just wait for it to be over every fucking day. No, there was, um, my bus used to go to, uh, to, in the mornings, you'd go through Marcus Hook, and there would be shift changes. And guys would line up to do shots before they went into uh, the oil refinery. And, you know, they just wanted a couple of fucking stiff ones to put up with the nightmare of working in that oil refinery all day. Now they wish there was oil refineries <laughs> they could work in. See how long a buzz can last. Yeah, see how long a buzz can last. That's why you put the fucking alcohol in. Yeah. Have a little drink for yourself. Thirsty. Don't make you a bad thank you, Shelby. It don't make you a bad person. I love having I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I like it. No, I mean you're being a little judgmental. How? What? It seems like you're being a little judgmental. Love a buzz. Oh, they're drinking before work. (laughs) Mm. You know what? Sorry, my parents loved me. So I can't relate to any of you. Oh yeah, yeah. I got the big F. I came from a place of love. The big F. You gave an F to your mom. Yeah. For loving your dad. Yeah. Awful. More than me. <laughs> and Fez, you gave an F to your mom. F minus. But I bet you're sending flowers on Sunday, ain't you? Yeah, I sent flowers, yes. Why? Fuck, man. I want her to like me. You're smart. You know why you're smart? You've taken this pain that you've had in your life, and you've figured it out over the years. You've been on a journey. You've gone from A almost to B, and then back to A again. It's been a hell of a journey you've been on. Shelby, here you are, a kid like you. You at least gave your mom what? B minus? Yep. Just missed the honor roll with you, huh? Yeah. I mean, she, maybe if you would have gotten it together, we'll never know at this point. Chris, what's on the filter excellence this week? I want to do something big this week. I don't want to enjoy myself. Chef, Chef comes out, uh, John Favreau's new film. Seen it, loved it. By the way, do you see how many cooking trucks are out in front of our They're giving place? out free samples out there today. What is it, truck day? I don't know, but they were giving out free samples when I walked up the right, street. Fuggy, can I tell you something? You come in and you know something like free samples, start yelling it oh, as fuck. soon as you hit here. I got interns who run down and get us bags of free samples. <laughs> oh, but there was weird cuisines down there, too. Yeah, it was weird stuff they were trying to give yeah. away. I just kind of looked I, at I'm it I'm not like on. for anyone else. I'm not eating a lobster out of a truck. I just don't feel good about I don't know whether the L.A. and Austin trucks are better than ours, or those people just have taste for shit. They just don't care. Yeah. 
No, I ate some Austin trucks. It was pretty damn good. I can't go by you. You were drunk. You never tell me anything. You know you were drunk. You you eat in four minutes. Yeah, Yeah. and I saw you eating out of the trash before, too. Once or twice. And I heard about how you eat a sandwich before. We're going to take your... Tubby says you eat like a fucking dog. It's so good. You got to eat it as fast as possible. That's why you can't be our food reviewer. (laughs) (laughs) It gets two minutes. That's how long it's going to take you to eat it. It's like in the Coneheads movie. Uh, no one else is going to do this, so I'll jump into it. Uh, let's just say it wasn't pretty by Diane Keaton. I get my copy of that yet, Fez? Uh, not yet. Uh, the Basquiat drawing work, free. Uh, it's at a gallery in New York. You check that out on the iBank. Here's something you'll like, Chris. Cool Worlds, the animation of Ralph. How do you say his last name? Basky? Uh, Bakshi. And what all has he done? Uh, he's Fritz the Cat. Uh, the, a move, Cool World. With with uh, very young Brad Pitt. By the way, I saw Fritz the Cat in a drive-in. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome! On my sister's date, and he Her did a fucking do. <laughs> I was a little kid, and he did a very strange. I movie. tried to stay as quiet as I could, so no one would act like I, we had to leave. Did you just hide in the back? Or no, I they... just fucking sat there eating popcorn, very fucking quietly. Go and save these memories. <laughs> I like to watch it again sometime, though. Is it out on DVD or anything? Yeah, it's out on DVD. And, um, he also where, did, where is this at? It's where? at the Brooklyn Academy of Music. Bam. May 9th through 20th. <laughs> what are you, a cook now? Are you bam, uh, bam after you say bam, No, it's called Bam. Brooklyn Academy of Music. Bam! <laughs> bam, Ron! You just got, you just got it yeah, now? He, yeah, I just... You didn't get it? I didn't get it. Party. Um, yeah. A tard. I heard that fucking ridiculous laugh after. I go, you really are just catching on. I'm more like Adrian than Rocky. I'm to take you to the zoo then. Want me to take you to the zoo this weekend? I'll go to the zoo, sure. So you think Adrian had autism? I thought she was because she didn't talk. That makes Rocky kind of a bad person. <laughs> but no, they didn't know it back then. At least on the spectrum, maybe. You know, she was just spectrum a little slow. Just enough. Like, is it illegal to like you know sleep with a mentally challenged? Yes. Or, oh wow. So you like, what's the charge? Why right? do you even, the fact that you have to ask that <laughs> makes me feel like you're heading to prison. <laughs> makes I me would, feel he did. I would be shocked if you don't end up in prison in your life. I've been arrested a number of times, but if I go to prison for anything more than two years, they gotta fucking find me. I'm going on the lam. Because if it's two years, I'll end up probably end up in Rikers. Just I'm gonna play this in front of a judge, so you don't even get <laughs> no, you don't, don't. Even get bail. And that's when he became violently angry with me, Your Honor. <laughs> He's lying. <laughs> Uh, the original Godzilla is out in the theater. So these are all up on the iBang. Really, really great stuff up there. Filtered excellence. And I'm really going to... I'm going to start and force you guys to do stuff. Because, Chris, I'm going to give you a C in culture. Okay. Because you get an A for the culture that you like. You attack it. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff that you don't know. That you call dress up pants culture, that I think that you could explore, and I'm gonna start and force you into it. It intimidates me. Shelby, I'm gonna give you, what did I give you? A C? I gotta C. I'm gonna give Shelby, I'm gonna go C minus to a D. He knows quite a bit about classic rock, but then he stops. And I really feel like he's just living out his dad's record collection. And then movies, I don't think you know at all. Comedy, you get an A in. Yay. You're like a comedy nerd weirdo. <laughs> Fez, I'm going to give you the same grades you give your mother. F minus? 
There hasn't been any real growth with you culturally, correct? <laughs> no, it kind of stopped at one point. And by the way, you would get an F as a human, but as a gay, <laughs> with, which culture and pop culture is very important to... And I I will give Fizz, that, Fizz this, Fizz I call him. <laughs> he does read gossip. He knows more about gossip. Is that culture? I think it's popular culture? Yeah. It's it, pop culture, I guess. Yeah. But he doesn't know what the people do, <laughs> who he's gossiping about. But he reads those gossip parts. You hear about the lady from The Good Wife? <laughs> like he doesn't watch the show at all, but he probably knows what's going like on. How come you don't like movies at all? Uh, I like... There's just so many of them. He, I'll tell you what he likes Did film. Fez ever donate sperm? I think you are Fez's kid. There's a lot about him that reminds me of Fez, including his ability to quit on a project. He's just like, it went wrong. I stink. I'm awful. I'm done. Either that or Fez trained him. I don't know whether it's nature or nurture right now. (laughs) That's where his failure comes from. Get Richard Dawkins in on this. Shit. Fuck you, Todd kids, right? Yeah. Is there any way to save him, or once you're already a bad fucking person, can they not be saved? Do you just give up on some students? Honestly, you can't save them all. Yeah. I mean, let's look at life. Some people are just, you know, you can't help. Chris? You could help, Chris. He just, he, you know what, he he needed a good set of parents, I think. He needs a good set of rehab is what, what? he needs. What? what, what? <laughs> this is something we're discussing right now. Don't worry. I'm worried, though. You said I need rehab. Oh, so he's, at least he's admitting it. Yeah. No, you, I'm saying I heard you say that. I'm not but admitting anything. Here's why I don't want you to be scared. Yeah. Rehab is just short for rehabilitation. We're going to rehabilitate you. I don't need to be rehabilitated. You that really sounds worse. You, you slur like a drunk even when you're sober. And then just a speech impediment. Did you bring him anything for the head? Because that slows him down. <laughs> that slows him down. Self-medicating son of a bitch, look at you. I could, I could, I could definitely be a pharmacist if not a doctor. Like no, pharmacists <laughs> don't eat their own pills. <laughs> no, but like people, like I see, I, I'm at the pharmacy. I see people come in. They you can count f- pills, put them from one bottle to another. How no. hard can it be? Every I see so many young, really young people at the pharmacy working there. What you just take like a six month course? No, I'm saying people like they get advice from the pharmacist. I can give people advice on what they need. Like, hey, take some Advil. Hey, take some Oxycontin. I don't know. You don't need this. I got a guy around the corner. He'll take care of you real like, good. Like, shit. This do you is... got a pharmacist confused with a doctor? Do you think that the pharmacist writes the scripts? I see people... I know, I know they don't write the scripts, but I see people go to the pharmacist asking them opinions on what they need all the time. Or like, how... Yeah, that's for fucking creams or whatever. You don't go in there and go, oh, can you give me some pills? They point out the cough syrups. Where to find them? You just made an ass out of this fucking lizard. <laughs> I'm making a lot you know of fuck, No. This fucking thing with Chris Stanley is the opposite of rock. It's about a kid who could have done well and just went right into the shitter <laughs> while everybody booed and yelled at him. <laughs> I don't want everyone to gang up on this fucking moron. He's what the co- fuck? Cocky. You can go to hell. Cocky. Because that's what he sucks, right? Yeah. No, that's <laughs> what he cock. sucks. That's what fucking Shelby Slobbering sucks. Slobbering over a fat cock over there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Graphics. It's shit. the story of Wycor. Rocky spelled backwards. <laughs> the story of a young man who thought he was a loser and was right. It all turned out okay, though, didn't yeah. it? How do you feel you do when you face pressure? I'll run into it, but then I'll fuck. I might just fall apart. 
That's good. I mean, no, no, but I'll, I'll fucking, I'll take the shot. Like, but it might just be a terrible, awful shot. You'd be, you'd be rock, rock. You gets knocked out the first part. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that fucking fall there. I don't With mind. a lot of people saying, I don't even think he's hurt. He went down so fast. I think he's just afraid. I think he just took a paycheck for this thing. The story of a young boy who was afraid and stayed afraid and then later was ashamed of his fears. <laughs> what am I doing? That's the Fez Watley story. A man whose fears were so big that it started to screw up his neck, heart, and feet. Here's the fucking thing about Fez. Every day he's anxious, right? Yeah. Until he gets a nice physical ailment. Then he's not anxious at all. Then he just hurts. A guy with a bag of excuses. Some mental, some physical. <laughs> a man who once farted himself awake. <laughs> Only to have a panic attack <laughs> thinking about his own life. If I'm a psychiatrist now, for if someone come in and said I'm having panic attacks, I just break their finger. Because once you physically hurt, you stop mentally caring. The Fez Watley story. He's not a total failure. He grew a giant mustache. <laughs> Let's see you pull that off. Having heart attacks, high blood pressure, diabetes, slipped in. That is the other thing. What happened on the trumpet, on that Rocky thing, that it just goes so high at that one point that it stops being a trumpet? And the big scene would be Fez just slowly going up an elevator as he's holding <laughs> on to the side. Go for it, Fez! <laughs> now that my arm hurts, I forgot that I'm afraid of elevators. We got a break here, right, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> Getting weak now. <laughs> really weak now. It's my neck. Hard. I love when you jump in like this, Fezzy. I let you know we're all having fun. He left again. While we were doing that, he took off again. All right, let's break and come back and wrap this thing up. It's a Friday, and Hicks is focusing on us. It's the Ron and Fez show. On Raw Dog Comedy Hits Channel 99. This show is available on SiriusXM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand for details.
Yeah, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show on a Friday. And that means it's almost happy hour. Uh, you know the place has two for one beers? Yeah. They're going from six to one today. Six for price of one. But we need you here after the show. I can't. What if I just go for like literally happy hour? Yeah. You for an hour? No, forget about it. Uh, Foggy Otis is sitting in with us. Hey, hey. Looking like a million bucks drinking a Diet Coke. Just got a nice sweater going. Cold in here. I dressed for the room. You know, we all, we keep it cold. You like it cold, right? I, yeah, I like it cold. Shelby, does it bother you? Yeah. I can't tell the difference between cold and heat. And then Fez is a cold guy, too. But a lot of our guests come in and go, oh, my God, I'm dying in here. I'm prepared. Yeah. Long sleeve T-shirt. I no. You were telling me during the commercial you think the pain is the best thing to happen to Fez, that Fez on pain <clears throat> is better than Fez pre-pain. Yeah, he's doing great because he's focusing. It's like he, his mind isn't on the things you normally worry about. You have something real and tangible happening. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this hurts. Yeah. And, and that's distracting, and it helps you just get everything else going. It's kind of productive. I don't wish it on you, but you're handling it well. It doesn't feel productive. It feels like a broken neck. But you're yeah, but we're trying it. to say you as a person. You know what I mean? You're not scared of things. No, no, because this feels like something to really be afraid of. There you go. <laughs> as long as you have something to worry about, and when you don't, you'll invent something to worry about. Yeah, that, then it turns into phobias, like the elevator, or the subway, or what, whatever. So we should never believe you... <laughs> When you say you're afraid of stuff, that just means you're not hurt. If you tell us that, we should kick you in the knee and shatter it and then be able to say, now, focus, just get your work done. Keep like a little billy club around every once in a while, give him a smack. And stab get him. back to work. Stab him in the thigh. What did, uh, didn't Fez just call it a buddy club or something earlier this? Yeah, he called it, um, I think, no, a, a, bobby, bu- a bobby club, he called it. A bully club. A yeah, bully club. Bully. Bully. Yeah, a bully it. club. Where was that, before the uh, mast? Yeah, you say he looks like a prison guard again. <laughs> That's your line. Wasn't you saying he looked like a prison guard? I don't know. I think we all just loved it so much. Oh, are you writing for me now? Yeah. Like, here, Ron, just hand me lines. I'd always be like, this is what I'd be. I'd be like, get a joke from Shelby. You're like, yes. You take your ears, please. Anybody read that to Betty? I never understand him when he's in a good mood. He can't keep it together. Mm. He gets so excited. That's it? That's not what I call schnick schnack. <laughs> Here, take it back. This 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 is useless to me. <laughs> I need pulled pork before I can start to feel better about myself. We need like a pulled pork machine. Maybe, maybe there's a pulled pork uh, truck downstairs. Fucking send it in um, to grab some. No, I wasn't even going to say this to you, Fez. How come you didn't tell Ben Bradley that you're afraid of young gays and that you're a virgin? I mean, what was his name? Ben, ben Bailey. Bailey. Ben Bailey. Fill him in. I don't want him to feel like the left out guest. He must have opinions on it. Oh. There's a grilled cheese in our vending machine. Yeah. It's two yeah. bucks. <laughs> have you ever tried it? Um, yes. Uh, there, there, there is like, and this is like a fancier vending machine down here <laughs> where it has like, like fucking actual meals. You can get a cheeseburger. You can get wanna, a grilled cheese sandwich. I want to say they have White Castle in there. I mean, I wouldn't eat a White Castle at a regular restaurant. Let Why alone. not? Why not? <laughs> Just White Castle's fine. It's a White fucking Castle's tiny. It's delicious. It's the breakfast burrito in the machine you might want to avoid. Why don't I just. 
bend over and shit in my own mouth instead of oh, eating I've White Castle. Can you? I, <laughs> can you, you do, do that? I mean, if I vine the hell out of that, get a lot of fiber in me, maybe. Oh man, did you see the vine on the site today? Of the fucking guy who took his pants off during a fight. He's a little Chinaman. And he just goes crazy during this fight. Look at him. <laughs> Is that the funniest shit you've ever seen? <laughs> now, if who wants you, to hit a naked guy? But here's the thing. If you had a dick that small, wouldn't you try to keep like as many pairs of pants <laughs> on as you could? You have a chastity fucking belt on. No, that's just fight over. Because once this guy's naked, that other guy's not touching him anymore. A vine is oh, no. short. For all we know, he got his ass beat. Yeah, maybe he got his long. dick is a vine. Is that even a dick? <laughs> Shelby, would you have sex with that guy? <laughs> What's it listed under the on the eye bank? Somebody sent that in. Naked ninja on vine. <laughs> it's the funniest shit you ever see. <laughs> His tits are bigger than his dick. <laughs> I don't even know why he's so angry. Probably the dick. Yeah, I could. Well, the thing is, like, he's little, but he's a fucking goer. He's like, come on, let's do this shit. I'll take my shorts off and fuck you up. <laughs> I guess he felt like the shorts were slowing him down somehow. Lodo's fucking row houses, too. <laughs> the thing where the steps are right on the sidewalk, that looks like Philly. <laughs> Is he fighting an old man? It looks like he's fighting an old man. You ever see those houses in Philly where... It looks like the front door is like four feet from where a car is driving. You couldn't get any closer. <laughs> you save on sidewalk. <laughs> were your parents always worried about you getting run over in your neighborhood? Never. They did not. They just fig they figured whatever. It's not going to happen. They didn't worry much. They weren't worriers at all. That's nice. That's why you don't worry much. That's why you're self sufficient. All my own. It's fine. Stop it. It's all, Mother's Day. All my own, man. <laughs> How long has your mom been gone now? Seven years. Five. I think I five. It's more than five, dude. I thought it was two thousand nine. I was actually thinking this the other day. Like, I, shit, has it been that long? Maybe, maybe six years. Been a long time, though, huh? Yeah. Poor orphan son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Poor orphan son. I don't know why these two are fucking laughing at the store. I know they're laughing because they got all their parents. Pieces of garbage. I mean, I'm laughing, too. My parents are doing great. Yeah, but you're not doing it in my face right that set, that's you know? You know yeah, you, yeah. You're saving it for the inside. And you know what? That, that's fine. I don't have to fucking... It has to be, it has to be right in front of me. Hey, I might be envious of you. Who knows? Mine's still around. <sighs> She's still eating barbiturates? Let's not judge people. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> gonna hang out. If you don't eat barbiturates, how are you supposed to get to sleep? <laughs> Maybe she, she, she would have been I'm the saying. perfect mother for Chris. There you go. Where's little Norris? What do the Dominicans do on Mother's Day? Send Norris then, Fezzi. If She's on her way. He hasn't talked to us since I forgot what the fuck we brought up. Something that's let him down. Is Norris running? Very good. Norris, what do the Dominicans do for Mother's Day? Not much. We just take. Are you gonna go upstate and visit your mom? Where? 
thought for sure she was in jail. <laughs> no. She's what are you going to take, Rati? Black beads? <laughs> Platanos. Wherever she wants to What's go. What's that mean, Chris? She actually Plantains. likes Italian food. Men? No, Italian food. It's Johnny Camareri. <laughs> I could go for a hoagie today. Maybe even a cheesesteak. I'm not going to lie to you. I might be able to go for a cheesesteak today. Is there ever... I mean, I say cheesesteaks are good any time. How would you know, Portland? You never had a real one. <laughs> I, I Actually, I remember going to, like, a place in Portland that, like, they had, like, tasty cakes that they would fly them in from, like, Philly area in Pittsburgh. What's the name of the place? Uh, Philly Hoagie Place. <laughs> Look it up. It's got to have a name. you got to figure out where it is from memory, Shelby. If you're in fucking high all the time, you'd be able to do it. <laughs> what is this place? I think I believe it's Philadelphia Steaks and Hoagies. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's well, they, they get the bread flown in? I doubt it. Then it sucks. <laughs> you gotta have the real bread. Get some nice soggy Portland <laughs> damp bread. Four and a half out of five on Yelp. Yeah, from people who live in Portland. Sent three people from Chester there and they're throwing up in the street. So where are you taking your mom, do you know? I have no idea. I haven't bought her gift to do that. You're her gift. Aww. Look how nice you grew up. <laughs> You're staying a good girl, right? Yeah. You're not dating anybody now? No. Good girl. You doing all your homework and all that? Yeah, I guess. You ever think about being a nun? Like a nice no. Dominican nun? <laughs> no. There's nunneries in Brooklyn. Is there? Yeah. I was yeah. at a house party across the street from one. Well, that must have made you feel fucking good about yourself. <laughs> I was like, Garrett, I'm getting closer to the church. You're like the fucking frat boys and neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> How much money do you think that movie's going to do this weekend? Hey, I saw that Captain America made a lot more money than Spider-Man. That's fucking embarrassing. I saw Captain America and not Spider-Man. Me too. There you go. Was that okay. right? Did you guys like Captain America? Yeah, it was pretty... I liked it. Pretty good, I guess. The Marvel so. movies run by Marvel, which is like, um, which is the Captain America Avengers stuff, they do better than the X Men Spider Man, which is owned by, guess what, Sony and Fox? The Marvel just fucking. Spider Man should be a bigger star than fucking Captain America and Thor. I would have thought Spider Man was the Marvel superhero. Well, we've seen him already. This is like the fifth one since 2001. I would disagree, Fez. At least as far as the movies, Iron Man is the it's Marvel crazy. superhero. Iron Man is the big one. Absolutely. Now, it might not have been or probably wasn't in the comic books, but it certainly is in the movies. Especially with Robert Downey Jr. behind it. Yeah, especially. Um, they don't that's what I'm saying. That's the reason, Shelby. All right, Jesus, come on. Jesus, fuck. All right, both of you. And don't... That's blasphemy and cursing. That's really bad. I would never say something like that. All right, I get an idea for one of these comic book movies. I'm going to finally fucking give in. Because who's uh, because you can't compete against Marvel, DC. Who's their their big guys? Uh, Batman. All right, hold on. All right, I'm gonna do this now. I got an idea for something. Batman is big, right? Yeah, huge. I'm gonna give you a great idea. Batman. All right. <laughs> There's like fucking thousands of these dudes, and every time you fuck with them, you have to deal with the Batman. Yeah. And they just come fucking running over the hills and they're just fucking shooting and shit and they're flying planes and dropping bombs. From like army or... It's like a country of Batman. 
they all lose their parents? And they are they all rich billionaires? They kicked the Avengers' ass. Yeah, Batman. Batman. Yeah. Fuck. This is the greatest thing I ever come up with. Now, the only thing I worry about is Batman too close to Batman where I could be sued. Or is it different enough? It's thousands and thousands of guys in bat costumes. Like right? Batman? Huh? Like Batman's costume? Different no, because different. there's more of them. And they're wearing black. Batman wears black. Right, but there's only one of him. And I'm talking about thousands. Batman. Do they have butlers by any chance? Or? No, you know why? Because they don't go back and pretend that they're fucking real. <laughs> they stay Batman. So they just live in their bat cave, sleep in a bat ba- bed, and don't fucking worry about it. I mean, it's literally like they're living in firehouses of Batman. So, like, an alarm goes off, and a bunch of Batman come fucking flying down the the thing and going out. And, they're, they're, and they don't just fight crime. They also fight Presbyterians. So they're really winning a lot, right? I would watch this. If they find out that anyone's going to a non-Catholic church, they'll jack them the fuck up and then burn the church down. That's Batman. different from the DC version, so you might be fine with the copyright there. I'm going to you, I'm going to treat you like you're an expert in this. So good. <laughs> this you, is be- you signing off on it, I feel great. This is better than Batman. Yeah. Pope could like at least executive produce and he'd get behind the Catholic angle. Yeah, and another thing that they'll do is like if someone's against them, like give me somebody who's like some one of the bad guys, the Joker. All right, they would grab the Joker and shoot AIDS tainted blood into his neck, <laughs> and you know it's like deal with that. Yeah, now you've got AIDS. You know something like that. It's like you've sucked a million dicks, AIDS. <laughs> you know something like that. Something where they can fucking. You know, scare and, and win. <laughs> Why wouldn't they just shoot them in the head? Like, the first thing I want to do, instead of just having to go against the Joker, I want to have them go against Poland. <laughs> where they literally take over Poland. And anyone who's not one of the the Batman gets fucking murdered. <laughs> or AIDS blood. Maybe send them to a camp where people who aren't bad... Batman? No, you're starting to sound anti-Semitic, and I don't fucking go for that. I'm just saying, any of the non-Batman, you gotta keep it pure. Dude, you're taking us to dark places. Right. Oh, I think it's a great idea. What channel am I in that? I don't like that shit, Chris. You've taken a a children's comic book, and you've turned it into something awful. Just thought I was adding. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Right. Saying, man. You gotta round him up and keep him somewhere. Or, like, what if they just grabbed the Joker and cut off his fucking hands? <laughs> this is Islamic law. And just fucking chopped off his... I forgot to tell you, all the Batman are probably going to be Islamic. Because I want to make them extra fucking scary. A lot of times, they would run into a place with dynamite, stuck to them. Ah! Just fucking blow it up all over. So, one of the things that they do is they blow up um, planes and shit. Jesus. <laughs> That's what we do for no reason. Where do you fuck with the Batman? So, so Fez, seriously, you being... And don't fuck with me on this, right? Uh-huh. You're a comic book guy. Yes. Could I put this out? I don't think so. You're not going it's to be able to. It's thinking that bothers me. Because I gotta know 100%. You can't because they're all dressed like the Batman from DC Comics. 
You're just yeah, but making, I'm sure he didn't invent that. You're just taking his character and making it plural. All right, then why didn't fucking uh, Godfathers sue Goodfellas for having Italians in it? Oh, Italians are shooting people. You're stealing from us. No. The Batman thing is enough of a stereotype now. All I've done is amped it up and made Batman an army of men who dress like bats. Oh, by the way, they're Islamic. I can't do that, but that'd be a good war cry for the Batman. You could probably do that, right? No. That How part do we is uh, kill the vine feed? Someone said that we killed the vine feed. I don't even know what those things mean. Okay, there it is. Looks good to me. Yeah, it's fine. It does, so it? Asian, Asian dicks all over <laughs> on my face right now. <laughs> what? Yeah, that doesn't dead. get old. Hey, uh, when does the, uh, the California horse run again? Uh, next week. Next week What's for the What's it preakness. called? California Cuisine? No, California Chrome. Don't you like California cuisine a little better? Oh, that's just thinking about eating horse. Mm, it's avocado and everything. Mm. <laughs> nice. What you do? We just added avocado. This soup is good. How come? There's extra avocado in it. This horse wins because all we feed is avocados. Shelby, would you go to the Batman movie? I would be lining up right now. Good. I think the fucking people at DC are just pissed that I come up with a better concept than them. They can't do shit. All their fucking TV movies tank. What do you think the worst superhero is? Is it Thor? Oh, Aquaman. he is the worst. Aquaman. He's useless. Aquaman? He's they never useless. even tried to put him in yeah, a movie, useless. right? They made Not a, yet. They made a TV pilot. <laughs> Adrian with, Grenier uh, played him. No, they made no. They made an actual real TV pilot with Lou Diamond Phillips in it. You can track it down online. The show never got picked up, but there's an Aquaman pilot. You know why he was drowning? Because he's fucking pilot episode. It's stupid. He's. I'm just gonna step on land. See ya. Can he drown on land? I don't think so. Would he just be like laying there like a fish? <gasps> <laughs> I hope. Guess you're not so He's got to rehydrate. The way that fish try to breathe, like on the bottom of the boat, is disgusting. It's fucking freaked out, actually. Remember that video? They must be feel fish. Faith no more video. Was that the with the dive fish flopping around at the end of it? Nobody, nobody remembers the that. Goldfish. You want it all? Yeah, that. I think the pizza people well, you were up in arms with that video. Rent. That's pizza people. I love pizza. Well, you're going to get fucking in trouble with them then, because they don't want anyone eating pizza. Fuck them. We're going to need to get this casting call underway for the Batman movie. Get off of it, Shelby. That's yesterday's news. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no more.
we were doing a show. <laughs> Faith on more. I want you to just try to wear these headphones during the show and see if you don't just start to freak out and try to kill yourself. <laughs> Kurt Cobain probably had those fucking things on his head. <laughs> When he ate the bullet. Now, this thing where uh, Apple is going to buy Beat for $3.5 billion. Didn't they do it already? Um, well, they were talking about it last night. Have they already done it today? I still saw it as rumor. To me, this proves once and for all that Steve Jobs is actually dead. <laughs> where yeah. no one is there to come up with any ideas, and you got to go steal shitty headphones for $3.5 billion. I've showered on Apple since Jobs has died. I was a big Apple guy. The uh, cloud player screwed up my whole music library a Is couple right? of years ago. And then I switched to Amazon, and this year I got a Kindle Fire, and I love it. Fuck Apple. They're a big sponsor of this show, so I don't want to say anything. No. Uh, yeah, they're not. <laughs> All Apple products are great. This iPhone's changed my life. Oh, speaking of the word fuck, uh, I want to say hello to fuck. Oh, he's a good guy. I love that guy, and I just got two words for him. Gentle Giant. He's a big guy? No, he likes to ban Gentle Giant. Oh, I thought he was a Gentle Giant. <laughs> we were involved in a heavy prog rock discussion recently, so I forgot to bring up Gentle Giant. Right, um, Leslie let us know that the reason why people go to Captain America is because women like it because Chris Evans is attractive. Oh, yeah. Like John Hamm. So they don't like that Spider-Man guy. Spider-Man is a... He's a tiny he's Shelby body. Yeah. yeah. He's got what I call a Shelby body. <laughs> Shelby body. He was in here not too long ago. He's a tiny little thing. But I guess they killed a girl, huh? Oh, no. She's supposed wait. to die in the uh, oh. comics. Don't tell me. I haven't seen it. She yeah, died suffered. in the comics in like, <laughs> yeah. you know, 40 years ago. So it's not revealing anything. She suffocated inside a spider web. She's been dead for 40 years. Is that right? Yeah. He raped him yeah. 40 years ago? Yeah. I probably should have said spoiler alert. <laughs> Oops. Um, Blowhard wants to bring up Thor. Go ahead, Blowhard. You know, guys, I love you, but since we talk comics on this show, all these years, you guys are always running down Thor. Uh, to me, Thor is probably... After Iron Man, the most popular and incredible character in the Avengers. Fez, I don't. I, I think Hulk has got to be more right. Yeah, Hulk's think, up there, and not Captain America in the movies. I don't think Fez. I, yes, I could put Thor in the storylines up against any DC character. DC is awful compared. Wow, Fezzy. To the glorious Thor, yeah, son yeah. of Odin. Yeah, bring in Thor with his shoulder pads and the feathers on his helmet and his hammer that he got out of a toolbox. Sounds like somebody's calling him gay. <laughs> the storylines yeah. during... He's the worst. He's so boring. Gay bastard. I've been reading the comics since I was a kid. He was the one Marvel character I really loved, and... You guys always. It's because you're Norwegian. And that's nothing to do with ethnicity. <laughs> yeah, that'd be like if there was something coming up, like a crime fighter named Jesus for us. No, I, I don't care about his ethnicity. I mean, of course a little, you do. A little pride, you know, being the son of Odin, ruler of Asgard. But yes, it's all Nordic, like you. <laughs> no, yeah, but I don't believe in Norse mythology. What do you think? You think I pray to Odin? I mean, come on. I think so. No, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like you, Fezzi. I'm a Lutheran. I haven't been a Lutheran forever. And that's your problem. you got to go back to God. But seriously, stop running down, you know, the God of Thunder, because he really, you know, is one of the, the, the classic comic book characters. 
and his movies are really done well. The second so one, I'm the god of hell's fire, and I bring you fire. <laughs> By the way, Ronnie, make you burn. I want to just give a shout out to our good friend Photoshop Mike. Him and his wife had a baby last week, so oh, that's great news! Happy yeah. Mother's Day. Photoshop yeah. Mike is now a dad. He's got a Photoshop baby. That's right. He's the leader of the the, the Watley Posse too. You know, he 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 is like he wears many hats. That guy. He's a he does makeup artist. He's a Photoshop artist, and now he's he's, uh, he's the uh, zombie in Times Square. Welcome to New York, guy. That's right. So all love Only out in New York. Mike. Welcome to Times Square. <laughs> Anything could happen in New York. <laughs> all right, bro. Hey right, guys, have a good weekend. Peace. Peas in the Valley. Did you try to listen to my headphones? Yeah. Awful. Are you embarrassed? Awful. The fucking host of the show gets those. In the meantime, Shelby's over there wearing gold headphones. This comes straight from Abbey Road Studios. Favorite comic book, uh, hero. Wolverine. Mine is definitely hot stuff. He's hot stuff. <laughs> only Fez got it. He's, <laughs> he's a little a, devil, he's man. A little he's devil. a little devil. Oh, look who's not fucking hipster. Jesus. Chris fucking Stanley. <laughs> I have a rather large comic book collection. You do? Yeah, I do. I have a comic book collection. It's just <laughs> works of communist nature. All right, let me see if I can guess who your favorite is. Go ahead. Am I going to guess it's not one of the main guys? Yeah, just get off superheroes. Oh, so it's like more of a horror. Games it's going to be Archie's? I do enjoy a good Archie, but no. It's actually, I collect... Uh, Donald Duck and Uncle Scrooge comics by one particular author, Carl Barks. They go back to the 40s and 50s. Yeah. But I collect other superhero stuff, too, but that's my favorite. Well, what's your second biggest? My second biggest uh, superhero stuff, I liked The Invaders, which was a World War II... I don't even know those. Do you it was Captain I don't America. know them. It was no. Captain America, The Human Torch, The Submariner, Fez, and then a couple assistants. Did you tell everybody about your little, little Lotta? Collection, <laughs> little dot and little lotta. Yeah, <laughs> what's wrong with that? I like little lotta better than dot. Harvey comics are great. He was joking at you. That's why. Son of a bitch. <laughs> There's some Caspers too, I guess. <laughs> I forget who brought it up, but they tried to tell me this, or maybe it's somebody's stand-up. I'm just going to say I, I apologize because I'm not crediting this person. But they said that Casper looked like Richie Rich had died. And that in their opinion, Casper was Richie Rich's ghost. Casper had an unusually that. big head. Yeah, and so did Richie Rich. Thank you. I don't buy it. Because Casper had those three... Uh uncles or whatever they were around those other ghosts where were they in the richie rich world i always you know what i thought about those uncles though that they had molested him and that's why he killed himself <laughs> i they, hope so they had been killed for it and now they were going to go through trying to molest him in the future 
You know, Jesus. and Wendy Witch was going to be there to help, obviously. It's fucking dark. It's a ghost. Ghost stories are scary. What are you going to do? you believe in ghosts? Nah. I do. I do. I do believe in ghosts. <laughs> Shelby, you believe in ghosts? Not at all. Fez? No, I don't. How did your father leave all that change around then? I think that was just coincidence. My father didn't come visit me because there's no afterlife. Do you tell that to your family? Um, no, just my brother. The other atheist in the family. Mm. Well, it's brought you a lot of joy. That's the beauty of it. Wow, I didn't know that we went over today. We didn't fucking mean to. It's not like we had anything. We're getting out of here. It's Friday. Uh, what's playing on Unmasked this weekend? Seth Rogen is playing on Unmasked this weekend on Raw Dog. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, we did that with him when he was pretty young. And uh, Well, what's playing over at RBI, and how can people listen to that? Uh, RBI is on Indie 104, and our Seth Rogen interview from this week is playing, along with Larry King, John Cryer, musician Johnny Halliday, and Andy Carl. Are you familiar with Johnny Halliday? I am not. He sold over 100 million records. He's the guy who brought rock and roll to France. Oh, shit. And he started doing Elvis songs. Uh, in French, and then he just like then he was like, "Holy shit, I can do whatever I want." I look he's forward doing, to that interview. He's doing grassroots songs, whatever. Anything comes out, hey, I'll just sing it in French. It's a fucking brilliant idea. Working out. So that's happening on Indy one hundred four uh, at six p.m. Eastern. If I knew Sunday. French right now, I'd be doing Jay Z in French. <laughs> uh, okay. Anything else to plug before we get out of here? I think we're good. Fez. Make sure you check out the and filter next. Yeah, Dubai show. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Satellite of love. Satellite of. I've been told that you've been bold with Harry, Mark, and John. Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday to Thursday with Harry, Mark, and John. You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to The Ron and Fez Show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.